about it. We're good. Hey, what's up, Jeremy? Not much, Nick. <laughs> and listeners, welcome to the Life Experience of Nick podcast. Yeah. Dot com. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction to my show, brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would expect you to give me an introduction, but I think um, you don't have two hours to do that. So Yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard to give you a full full introduction. So like, yeah, introduce yourself. What, are you, what have you been up to these days? Um, I mean, where have you do, been? Where, where do you start without sounding like <laughs> bragging? No. Um, started at the I bottom. Now I'm here. Um, <laughs> So I'm from Montana, um, joined the Army, spent almost nine years there, went to college in Kentucky, moved back to Montana. I hate it there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. Right. So let's. <laughs> I have a funny story about uh, you joining the military. You were in the Guard, but uh, did you go there like in between junior and senior year? Is that what you did? Or no, did, I went did you right do- after I graduated high school okay. um, and then came home like... 16 weeks later because I was a weekend warrior. So. Right. But we worked, uh, so that summer and like that whole time you were back or whatever, we worked together at a sprinkler system company. I remember. <laughs> and like, uh, we would go shoot gophers or whatever we could find to shoot all night long, grab a 30 rack and just go out into the wheat fields or wherever we went and just shoot shit. And then we'd go park at the, like the at, shop? at the shop like and wait for our boss to wake us up to go to work. Yeah. We were degenerates. <laughs> we um, were terrible employees at like seriously terrible employees. And that's just hard work. And you know, like <clears throat> I know you hadn't finished your story yet, but no, you- one thing I look back on is like, you know, putting in sprinkler systems was no punk. Like it wasn't, it was hot and I'm fair skinned and redheaded. (laughs) Right. We both had that. Like it it, it was hard work. And then so like, I can really appreciate like easier, like more mentally challenging opposed to physically challenging work that, that I do. And, um, I would, whoever lays asphalt has got to be like, King Kong Long Dong. Well, like, like that's my uncle. So like, hard. Yeah. My uncle has a chip sealing company and you're spraying that, you know, hot ass oil at however hot it is uh, and get it all over yourself. It's, yep. and, yeah, it's yeah. on you. Yeah. yeah. So kudos to those people keeping the roads up, even on this government <laughs> shutdown. 23 days, I think, as of today. But is it? I don't know. But I could have just lied. But yeah, dude, those people. You have a degree in political science. You lie all the time. I do. Well, was, <laughs> you know what the funny thing is, is when you're in school for like, you know, I don't know about other majors, but political science, I was like really into politics, even when I was in the army. And um, I'm, I would try to read up on, you know, what's Hillary doing and Chuck Schumer doing and all these things. And then you, you start school and your first day in class, you're expecting to hear somebody throw trash at any political representative and that's just not it it's really like kind of like geography isn't like hey do you know the capital of turkey it's more like do you know the relationship economically between turkey and the united states so it's kind of very similar sense. like like political it. science encompasses that of like geography how like different countries work together and um really deals into like um you know, there's a book called Freakonomics, which was a, a big topic in one of my classes where it delved into multiple types of um, examples on how economics has played a role in any set of variables. So, for instance, 
why during the 90s did the crime, dra- the crime rate drop? And most people would say, oh, it's because of Reagan and Bush being really tough on crime. But like scientists who can study data opposed to like sitting on CNN and telling you one right. thing over another right. politically, the scientists will tell you based on the data, it's because those people that were, would have had kids in the 70s were getting abortions. Not all of them, but there's a multiple abortions going on and those kids that might have grown up in a situation where you would imagine maybe a mother would want to have an abortion like an absent father um low income those kids were were being aborted you know nobody likes abortion but they weren't growing up to be 20 years old and then committing crimes so there was just less populace in the quote air quote um degenerate Right, right. Areas lower of the kind, yeah, and uh, just the, and the, the quotes, less total air quotes. Like right. I, uh, everybody, like I'm, I'm no freaking rich man over here, but yeah, I mean that's just what one of the stories in that book goes. So that's kind of like what political science is in college. It's nonsense. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think a political party affiliation or elected member of Congress or the presidency was ever discussed in any of the classes ever. Huh. That's kind of crazy. It is weird. It is. It's good. So half the people have turned this podcast off. Huh? <laughs> like, fuck that. Abortion? What the God? <laughs> no. No. Uh, but, but, but it, it does crack me up, though, because, you know, I do like politics. And I'm kind of – I'm registered as a Republican, but I lean liberal. So I would just say I'm an independent. Uh, like, right, independent in the right. sense that I'm independent of even the independent party. Like, I'm going to pick what I like, who I like, and why I like them. Um. And I sit on the side of pro-choice and people are like, when I tell them that, especially when I lived in the South, people were like, oh, so oh, I would do this on first dates too. There's like <laughs> a, a series of five questions, total taboo. You should never talk about abortion, death penalty, guns, uh, if you're religious and what political party you're part of. But people would always look at me like, oh, so you like abortions? I'm like, well, I don't think anybody likes abortions. It's just, you know, maybe that could be the best solution for that person and I don't know. The, the, the fact that some people won't allow you to have your own mind made up about a certain topic actually blows me away. Right. Right. No, and that's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a crazy world. It's so divided now. Like you can't have, and I like how you're saying that you're like, you're registered as a Republican and you lean more liberal and then you're kind of outside of that. Like that's, I guess that's a mindset that I have. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're, Democrat or Republican or whatever, but if you have a stupid view, you have a stupid view, right? Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. Okay. Except for a couple things. <laughs> so, so, like, you, we were listening to a song earlier tonight, and I, I don't want to embarrass the artist's name, but it was a country song, or an artist, and I was just wasn't feeling it. But, like, I'll throw jabs at you only because you're my buddy. <laughs> but, like, if you were at a bar and you were to play it, I wouldn't be sitting at the bar yelling at you like, oh, you're an effing loser. Your music sucks. <laughs> like, you can like or accept certain things opposed to somebody else and not ridicule them. You right. can let them have right. theirs. Right. Like, I'm not religious. But, like, I never chastise somebody who's religious. Although they chastise us non-religious people. So I'm just like, dude, if whatever you want, as long as you're not hurting people, I don't care what you do. And in this day and age, like you were saying, like people will hunt out reasons to be offended. Kevin Hart on the, the Oscars. Right. Like 10 years ago, he, and it wasn't even that bad of a tweet. 
he said something that did come across homophobic, but it wasn't like he said, let's kill all everybody who's gay. Right, right. And then 10 years later, people dig it up and they ruin him as far as hosting the Grammys. And that's the thing. Like, you you let some things slip. Like, like words that don't mean – you you don't think they mean anything. Oh, yeah. And you say something like – last night, uh, we were with a lesbian couple and – uh, I definitely let the word gay slip last night in front of them. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not, you know. And they know for 100% fact that I don't judge them in any way that they're yeah. lesbian. And they oh, yeah. like, oh, you know, they don't get offended because they have, you know. But Dude, there's that- people. You know what the funniest thing is? Is the things that I've seen is people that aren't even like in that. Like, let's say somebody that's uh, straight are the the ones that are way more offended than the gay people are, right? If you say gay, like there's way more straight people that are offended by that than yeah. probably. And it's it is weird, words. right? And, and that's and that's what it is. And I haven't taken a, a poll to see who is in what sexual orientation that would be offended, but yeah, that's no, that's like people are trying to be white knights for the the gay community, trans community, or for the certain racial groups. And it's like, bro, dude, if they're offended, they will, trust me, they will come out and tell you. Right. You don't need to be the white knight for some group of people because nowadays with social media, everybody's going to be offended. And, And you'll never, like, you could say the most mundane thing saying, Corn tortilla chips are the best. And some dude on the internet or woman, <laughs> I'm not going to typecast them, but somebody on the internet's going to be like, well, my father for 30 years has worked at a flour processing plant. And the fact that you're endorsing gluten-free corn chips over gluten-free <laughs> flour chips is absolutely asinine and ruining uh, my Christmas. Dude, that is the dude, best example. You like just, You uh, could break that down to anything. And that's a, that's a great example. And we can do it. Give me another topic. I'll break it oh, down. No. You can do it to anything. But like, like electronics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ford Chevy, like Ford didn't take the bell out in, uh, you know, when all the other ones did. So like, that's a big deal. And like, you can you go into anything. Yeah. Or, or like anything. when you use a descriptive word, I think that's called an adjective. I don't know. But, is that but what like, it is? if you were to say, like with um, Usain Bolt, you like watching him in the last Olympics saying, that Jamaican is fast. They'd be like, why has he got to be a Jamaican? Right, right. Like, like, well, he's from fucking Jamaica. Yeah. Well, and, and they equate Jamaica. And, he, and here's how racist they are. All right. <laughs> because not everybody in Jamaica is white or black. Right. There's right, white right, people right, there. Right, there's right, Hispanic right. people there. There's Asian people there. You're equating an entire island of people to all being black. You're generalizing way more than most people would generalize saying all Jamaicans are fast. What do you mean? What are you trying to say? Like, <laughs> well, dude, it's a positive thing. How is a negative stereotype the same as a positive stereotype? Like, right, like that right, doesn't equate. Right, right. But it, unless you're white, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Well, so, so if you're white yeah. and you say anything, right. you're the demon. Or if you have a little bit of money. Like, oh, yeah. oh, oh you can't be rich. You yeah. can't be rich and white and, and not catch flack from social justice warriors. But yeah. unless you're Aflac, I think most people like Ben Aflac. He's yeah, there's a couple other guys. Like, fucking like uh, what, uh, Bradley Cooper. Dude can sing and he can act. He can fucking do anything. Oh, really. he's a cutie pie. <laughs> he's a strapped cutie pie. And yeah, he's talented beyond all measure. But. But like seriously, like these, uh, there is a couple podcasts I listen to about a guy that's like a one percenter, and he used to go out there and be like, "Why do you hate me?" 
and like the you know the people the social media justice warriors and all the people that went out to this like what was it occupy Wall Street? So, yeah, I think something yeah. like that. And he was like, I'm a one percenter. Come ask me questions. And like he couldn't have like a, uh, you know, uh, an intelligent conversation with anybody. Like he would prove them all wrong, like right off the bat. So it just, I don't know. No, yeah. Like the, the saying off the, the infamous movie with um, oh God, Seth Rogen and um, who's that real handsome dude? And they went to North Korea. <laughs> don't hate me because you ain't me. And that's what it and you know what's crazy is like for once <coughs> the world needs ditch diggers, right? Right. We need people right. that can fix cars and they're right. equally as valuable in this community or in this country, probably world, um, as somebody who processes sugar beets, who makes wine, who delivers gas, who works at a gas station, who works at a casino, a hotel. Like those are all interchangeable roles within our economy that if you don't have then you're screwed. You need a ditch right, digger. Right. Now, I know it sucks to be a ditch digger, but in this country, to a degree, you could be anything you want. No, it, it honestly is. And that's a, the, the whole uh, like the whole minimum wage thing. And it's like, well, if you don't like minimum wage, then get a skill set. Like, develop a skill set. And so, it doesn't mean that you have to be wicked smart. It doesn't mean you have to be... You know, whatever the case may be, you just got to be a hard worker. Like people are going to notice. I've gone into so many jobs at like $10 an hour and a month later they'll be like, oh, I'm going to give you a $5 an hour raise. And it's not because I fucking, you know, it's because I work hard. So I I would say that that is probably in your experience 100% true. But Here, yeah, here's, yeah. here's the problem that we yeah, live in is yeah. I, I, I am a white, blue-eyed, red-headed American just like you are. I have a black cousin. I have an Asian sister. Like, like to me, race doesn't matter. Like, if right. you're a D-bag, you're a D-bag. No yeah, but there are people no out, there. out there. There are people I, out there that will look at a resume and, like, you, you read it. Oh, it's an attorney. Her name is Lativia. Instantly, you think that is a black woman's name. Black women are associated with attitudes. Your office doesn't need attitudes, so you don't want a Lativia. Or if you can just hire people and just, you, you know, never progress them because if they start working at a gas station and it's a single mom of two or three kids, you know, you don't, her husband might've died of cancer. Right. They might've just gotten a regular divorce. Right. Maybe he was never in their life. Maybe she's remarried. You never know the situation. But like if a, it, I would just assume not being a parent that if somebody, man or woman has a job that pays them and supports their family and your employer won't progress you in the chain of income and positions within that company you're you're just kind of stuck there and especially if you're working at like a hotel a restaurant like a service industry job it is what it is and that's maybe all you know you can never progress but having started off maybe even in a low-income family and you get a half decent job starting out maybe making 15 to 20 bucks an hour that's a decent living with you know sales tax um in montana but if you don't have the ability to then go to school, like I did when I got out of the army, I didn't have any kids. It was so easy for me. That's true. You know, not everybody has that path. And I think a lot of times, 
people in America get screwed because of their sex, their race, you know, maybe, maybe they are trans, dude. And you think how bad that would be, <laughs> right. you know, no, no. And, I, and I, I, I kind of came off cocky as insane. Slinging like, oh, that heavy dog, right. dude. Like I <laughs> that big dick energy. <laughs> I did come off cocky and I will, I, you know, kind of thinking about that, but, um, but look at me though. Do my high school dropout. I didn't go to college. Okay, like I, like, got like I've, I've gotten jobs over guys with uh, master's degrees, and I don't know why. Maybe people just like, you know, whatever. But yeah. well, you can't teach personality in college, and maybe that's yeah. And being in sales, yeah. I mean, dude, that, that's the funniest thing is when you you meet someone like for me when I was in college, people were like, oh, I'm gonna. I'm going to do engineering. And I was like, well, you can actually have a conversation. You should think about doing something in sales, dealing with engineering. With engineering and those people who were like, oh, I'll probably get out and try to be a farm rep or a real estate agent. And I'm thinking like, you can barely talk to your family, let alone strangers. You should probably reconsider <laughs> that. Like, it's just not the right one for you. But so, you're hundred percent right. But, let, but let's not, let's not confuse with you coming from a middle-class family, being a white American and somebody coming from a very low income household being a black American. Right. Those no, are two no, no, different no. starting I, points. I, I completely, there's, there's so many stats behind that. Yeah. Like, you know, what their jail or, uh, just like, yeah, there's, there's so many stats behind that, that prove that completely oh, yeah. right. That, that black people, that minorities in general are, uh, discriminated you know, against. We're going to catch but black because we, we're saying black people and not African. Right. So something. just a caveat, like that's what that means. Right. <laughs> and then, and if anybody wants to be like, oh, these guys are racist or then like, come at me, bro. Like <laughs> yeah, tweet us at, I don't give a fuck.com, <laughs> but it's an at, at I don't give a fuck.com. So the people that I, that I have in my, in my life will completely 100% no. stand up for that. Well, that dude, we're not like, and I don't, I don't know that. Be, here's the deal. Like I've lived in Montana most of my life. So I don't see a lot of that. And uh, the, the racism to African-Americans. Right, right. Cause, but you see it towards Native Americans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Native Americans here. I mean, oh, they got it is, way worse. They got it way, way, way worse. Right. Way worse than African-Americans. Right. So oh. there, there's – but yeah. I mean it's just uh, – it's one of those things. It's a crazy thing. It is. And well, I, I hope that like I, I really think that a younger generation and uh, maybe starting behind us – I know that like our generation maybe be or might be the like the last generation of kind of closed-minded people. I think everybody's starting to get more open-minded and yeah. see that like like well, fuck it. They're, they're, like yeah. the race thing is bullshit. The uh, there's so much bullshit that comes with like politics and news and all that stuff. And I feel like just uh, media in general mm -hmm. maybe. Uh, separates us more than anything, but I think that like people are starting to see that. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. You, you know, totally. So I would be very curious because I never lived in an age of pre CNN, and right. I would be very curious to know how divided, again air quotes, the country was when the news was delivered via words on paper. Like, was it? Not until CNN, the first 24-hour uh, like network uh, news network came out, where like like they picked a side. They're like, you know, we're not a real big fan of Reagan, uh, if it was during that time. Right. And right, and, right. and then they just they, they picked the left. Right. Or or at one point where they 
pretty central or maybe right leaning and then just kind of went toward with the flow. I, I mean, I don't know. And there's you have to think about the the people that own those too. Okay, like, and the people think... that have that have so like do you listen to like the Joey uh, Joey Diaz and like the Joe Rogan deal and they're talking about like where the mafia had theirs and then they uh, I listened to another podcast where uh, one of the head like big time uh, mafia guys was on there. He was like one of the richest dudes in the world. I can't remember this guy's name and it, it bugs me. Is he I dead? Remember it. No, he's alive now. And he's one of those guys that never ratted on anybody. So he like, he's somehow still alive and he left the, oh, really? left the, left the whole mafia deal. But anyway, they were saying that they have like, you know, they were talking about, uh, the JFK assassination in mm-hmm. or assassination. And he's like, yeah, of course we had fucking ties with that. Like, <laughs> he but, didn't he didn't fucking do something that we told him he was supposed to do when we got him into that office like but you gotta think like those guys have ties in the media right maybe right I mean, but but, but, how, but now how you look at money look, look but look at this now there's fucking two guys sitting in there uh you know in my kitchen doing a podcast no no dollars coming at us i mean yet anybody out there no anybody <laughs> but i mean so other than the fact that there are people that lean left or lean right or who love a more centralized news um distributor like maybe a bbc i mean yeah you can always like gear your program towards like, people who will agree with your thought points but like and that's just for viewing viewership so you can sell ads but like do they really care because i i don't know i i I don't know if people like all within CNN or maybe even Fox News are aligned like not to butt with with the network's views. You know what I mean? Are they doing it just because, you know, they know that people will watch then and they can sell more ad space or whatever? Or is that like are they using CNN um, hosts and anchors as puppets to – like, are they really trying to push the agenda because maybe they have a bunch of stock and, you know, uh, wood in the forest. So the lumber industry tried to kill out the hemp industry. You know, is that kind of the thing going on? Right. I, I, that's, it is kind of crazy. But and you, so, you obviously know that they're not saying they're biased though. You know, they're biased oh. towards, you know, left and right. We it, know CNN's fucking completely it, left. But is it called biasy if they're just doing it for the dollars or is it being biased if, they are legit super left wing or right wing and there's just Pushing spewing it. shit. Right. You know, is it, is it still bias if they're just trying to make it stop? You know, it's, it, it blows my mind that, you know, the president or CNN or Fox news or any of these guys can, can actually spew so much shit that is completely false. Like the fact that we have a fact checker on like these debates. That's what you need one. Like that's ridiculous. But it's the politicians. And then it's like, and then it's like, oh, he was only 60% right yesterday. Like if I was 60% right selling you a product, like yeah, imagine that, that, if you uh, sold me a truck, a brand new truck, yeah. you sell me a brand new truck and you're like, this thing has 8,000 horsepower, but it was 60% less than that. You know, You'd like, still be happy with that. Well, but, of course I would. No, but no, that's like true. you would be fucking sued. That's super true. And, but these politicians and these people can just lie and lie and lie and like be halfway right. No, so I think sometimes they think that they're not lying because they can take a statement, like let's say 
generalize it so yeah, much. Let's just say, just... yeah, let's say Picante, a guy, Mr. Picante <laughs> said, I dislike white people with blue eyes. Dude, and then you get like a Kellyanne Conway that says, no, Mr. Picante, really what he said was he prefers people when he dates them that have brown hair and hazel eyes. But you're like, I'm reading the transcript on where he said he dislikes blue eyed, <laughs> right, you know, right. people. Right. And then Kellyanne Conway, and but you know, if he's saying, you know, he's he's pro gun, he's lo- lower taxes and anti-abortion, and he comes across as uh, as a church going, God fearing man, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm gonna believe that one. <laughs> right. But like these these spin artists like Kellyanne Conway. And even her husband knows she's shooting shit out her ass. Dude, he dimes on her and, and Trump every day on, on Twitter. It's brilliant. I'm surprised she hasn't gotten fired. But but anyway, yeah. Um, we got really political. In this we did. Podcast. We went deep, dude. And that's kind of crazy because we don't really ever talk mm-hmm. politics. Like we've never. No. This is probably the most we've ever talked politics. And you know what's funny is I started this story with you, you joining the military. Yeah, yeah we segued. We segued a lot. See, so this is what I was telling you. Like, I've been, uh, we've been trying to, we haven't really been trying to record this. We've been talking and, uh, you know, I, I've been telling them about the podcast and things like that. And, and one of the things is I get off on these side rants. So I have to start all over kind of deal. And I feel like we just did the, a 24 minute side rant. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what happened. <laughs> but that's a podcast, right? That's what you're gonna do. Um, so I have a good story. Um, you were in the guard. We worked together, um, and we used to go shoot shit all night long, all the time. And and then go back to the shop, wake up, blah blah, blah and go uh, go to work. But <laughs> one day, I think you had a pellet gun with us or something like that. And on the way to work. I had pulled over the leisure truck, like this big truck with this, like our number and everything was over it. And, uh, you jumped out and shot a rabbit in somebody's yard. And I think they called the boss and he was mad about it or something. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Like I remember, but like, as soon as we got to the job site, this is a hypothetical story. Absolutely. Allegedly. 100%. This is all alleged. Legend stuff. Yeah, I don't remember that. But if it happened, um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. But we got there and uh, Trevor started talking shit. Oh, okay. So first of all, we were two, like, seriously, idiots. Yep. Like, we would wrestle at work. I remember one time we got into a wrestling match and the boss showed up and we were sitting there like, fucking wrestling. Yeah, we were silly, uh, we silly gooses. Uh, and uh, that poly pipe, you could smack each other with it. And it was pretty nice oh, for yeah. getting nice shots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So aim pretty good for mine. Though. Oh man, <laughs> it was. Uh, we were just two fuck offs, and like everybody else that worked there too, were nobody. Chase. Chase. Like yeah. not even Trevor. I mean, truth be told, like for a business owner, and you know, I was only like eighteen at the time, and Nick was seventeen. Maybe he was eighteen too. But um, the owner, Trevor, like. I mean, just let us do it. Like he, he just really wasn't. Out. He wasn't really a hard worker. Whereas, like, you know, I've worked for other people, obviously, and then kind of worked for myself for a little bit. And like, I I see the grind that I I always put in, tried to make that dollar. And Trevor was just kind of like, man, he was just kind of there. It's almost it was like a his, side project. Yeah, and like, I, it and, must have been. But well, because, and we all know the real reason. 
reason that uh, I don't know oh. the wife oh, money yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he just did not work all that hard. Sweetheart of a guy. His wife, you know, took us, took me to lunch one time before you started. And there was this other older cat. He was probably 21, 22, 23 and took us to subway and, you know, any free food's good food. But I remember like feeling like I'm pretty sure that Trevor's wife is running this shit because like she was pretty aggressive. Like she was definitely wearing them Hillary Clinton pants. Like, you know, that pack six inches, maybe to eight in the front. So, yeah, yeah, I, I would, I could see that. But anyway, so I joined the army one oh, day. No, no, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> so here we go. So, um, we get to the job site and it was a, it was kind of a miserable day. And I think we were both like super hungover. I remember being super hungover and, uh, we get to the job site and I don't remember if somebody called that we'd shot a rabbit in their yard or something <laughs> or if just Trevor was having a bad day or whatever but uh you guys got into it and you just walked off the job I did you just like straight up just like peaced out and the girl that I was dating at the time only lived a couple blocks away did I go to her house yeah who was that uh wait was it? Yeah. Huh. And you remember, I, I remember you had like a mohawk or something. And I did like have you a knocked on the door and your mom answered it like 7.30 in the morning. And she like, who the fuck is this person? And I don't, uh, I remember the mohawk. I don't remember having gone to Whitney's. Like, I don't have a memory. But you called the recruiter, I think, after that. Like, she didn't, Whitney yeah. wasn't there, wasn't uh, up or something like that. And so you just took off and I think you called the recruiter. To come yeah, pick I definitely you up. did. And then I joined. Active and then duty. you were just like, peace out. I'm, I'm, I joined active duty. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That was sometime in probably late July of 2004, but yeah, that was crazy. That's uh yeah. and needless to say, Trevor's business didn't last much longer past me. So I don't know. Coincidence. Uh, Correlation. I went back again and then, uh, yeah, it didn't work out. We moved to Coeur d'Alene. But, yeah. What's uh, the, what's your most favorite job you've ever had? Out of everything? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I've liked them really. I've, I've really liked most of my jobs. Yeah. Like, I like the experiences. And I think that's kind of, you know, my uh, personality. Like six, you know, like... <laughs> you have a tendency to keep girls for about six to six months to a year. Mm-hmm. And I have a tendency of jobs six months to a year. No, <laughs> I mean, they're all different too. experiences. Yeah. They're all fun, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, the one I do, I like this. Like, if I could turn this into a job per se, yeah. Like, well, it's easy, right? I mean, literally, it's not easy because okay, here's it's easy to do this, but it's not easy to put yourself out there. It's not easy to put your ideas out there. And it's not easy to like, if that makes sense. I mean, do you think that's just you? Do you think it's... That could be just me. Be like being self-conscious. like Because what, what people on the other side of this is... Right. Like, because I'm putting like podcasts out there to the world. Like anybody could listen to this. Yeah. No, and, right. and there are a bunch of fucking social media justice warrior fucks that are out there that could pick apart any one of my podcasts yeah. and be like... This guy's a fucking racist. This guy's oh, a sexist. Oh, and they, like, can su- and they can send a clip to a news outlet locally. Right, right, it gets picked up by someone right, in CNN right. or MSNBC. So I think that's that's like definitely me being nervous about those things. Um, and also just like 
I don't know if my views are right. So like I'll stand behind my views, but I'll also like, if somebody wants to come, you know, like tell me like, well, your view is not right because of this. Like, so some parts of our conversation already, like be a little nonsensical. <laughs> right. Like you gotta be open to ideas. Right. So you definitely gotta be, um, I mean, you can, I guess really you can only hope people at the least disagree with what you're saying. I mean, they're listening. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, you listen to a lot of podcasts and I do too. I mean, most of my day is spent listening to podcasts while I'm working or driving somewhere. And I mean, there's times where, um, who's that young, youngish white guy who's a Jew that is pretty right leaning. <laughs> uh, um, Shapiro. Shapiro, Ben. ben yeah. Did, I mean, I don't agree with a lot of what Ben says, but I appreciate the effort which maybe he's so smart it's not it's kind of effortless but dude it's like it seems like he puts a lot of effort to make sure what the words coming out of his mouth are in a very distinct way for people to understand and he comes up with like hot takes and he supports them he's just he's not just like i think that blah 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 he 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 will be like well per the study Right. And, and and maybe he's doing like confirmation bias type studies where like it works for him type. Right, but, right. I mean, dude, like, the dude's well spoken. He's nice. He's articulate. He'll even tell you like, hey, I'm going like I saw him on um on on debate where he was talking about using pronouns when it comes to uh, transgender, and he goes, listen, I can't call that person a she during a debate. Because then that makes me lose ground in the debate. Right. So I have to call that transgendered woman a he, and I'm sorry if it pisses her off or anybody else off. In private, if we were just having a cocktail or dinner, I would be completely respectful, he says, and I would refer to her as a her. But like you can't be in a public forum talking about policy, and then you can't give that ground. Right. Right. And he, to- he he just he came up right off the top with that, and you're just like, one, I never thought about that, uh, and the and this you know the fact that he was comfortable enough to concede that he would call someone by the pronoun of their choosing, but just not in a public forum debate. Right. I was like, that's a guy who's a thinker. I might not agree with him, but he's probably put in a lot more time understanding a certain issue than I have ever. Right. And those are, that's, that's one thing that I definitely try to, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that want to talk politics right away. And it's like, I don't know that I have the knowledge to have that conversation with you. Number one, number two, even if I disagree with you, you're going to tell me some bullshit. That's anyway, (laughs) I mean, there's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know. But anyway, you join the army. (laughs) Circling back. That's we're circling back. Uh, yeah, so what, you Cav Scout? You're like a Tarantino movie, we're like, <laughs> we'll always come yeah. back around. We're both going to shoot each other at the same time um, at the end of this podcast. No. Uh, yeah, I was a Cav Scout. Yeah. Um, I initially joined as a fueler in the, it was actually the reserves. Um, and I knew right away when I got back to my unit, like I, I mean, you were in the Air Force, so you call it, you'll understand this, and I think some of the listeners might, but like when you're in a certain environment where it's like super rah rah and you know hua as they say in the army right. and stuff, like you 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 drink the juice, right? Like, like there's right. no way right. you don't, right? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah I definitely sing songs and fucking. Oh, uh, dude, I was running. I was running right. like a savage. I was yeah. shooting guns in basic. Like I thought I was like a special forces soldier. Like I thought I was Delta Force. And then, <laughs> um, so you just drink the juice and you're all about it. And you know, like, oh, I'm a fueler, but like, I, I just went through basic. Like I'm a gangster. And then you get back <laughs> to your unit, and then you quickly realize um, if you're in the reserves as a fueler, especially in Montana, that you're you you are like the ditch digger right, like there's no right. prestige to it i mean granted you're getting paid the same as you know everybody else in your rank throughout the military with regardless of what they do but i just knew that wasn't for me and you know i had two buddies that uh, are twins from our hometown that joined yeah. and uh well actually one had already joined um to be a scout uh the other one hadn't and so when i left i went to the recruiter's office and then I was just talking to the recruiter and then so Jory then joined and Sean was already in. Um, and then like, again, I went into the, the Kool-Aid factory where I had to drink a lot of Kool-Aid and, and it was way better though. Like you could just tell the training was different, more intense, savage. Um, like they wanted to breed bloodthirst into you. Um, <laughs> like it, like just imagine like a wolf that was able to hit a heavy bag and all you did to keep him there was throw him raw meat. Like that's, I mean, that, that's what it was like. And then you, when you get to your unit, like on active duty, it was, it was definitely far more intense than going to a reserve unit where like people were in shape. Um, they were like, you just look at their jawline and you knew like they probably chewed on bricks like they just have like but like bad, in, in the reserve in the reserve i mean you, you could get some dude who's overall in charge of everybody and he's just a, you know he's a big old sloppy, donut eater sloppy bitch yeah, probably yeah. smart but you know what nah did i trust in my life in the hands of somebody who only does it i don't know 24 and then another two weeks so 38 days a year i right. want some dude who has gone through some shit who has stomped some assholes and and that's what you get when you go active duty combat arms like it's just a different world and then that kind of hardens you up and, and even when you're doing stupid things like like easy things like sweeping concrete in the motor pool <laughs> like you can translate that to civilian life oh, absolutely. like now oh, like absolutely. when i do something i'm like hey at least i'm not doing something so stupid that even when they give me the reason and i know that is the reason I don't want to do it, you know? So the, right. it, it's just, it's a complete different mindset of leadership of, you know, the NCOs officers and the lower enlisted. We just all wanted to be like the most badass dudes ever. Um, and none of us ever did become the most badass dudes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just one of those things, but right. But you were like, that was, that was the mindset of your yeah. crew. Like you guys are going to yeah. be beefy, badass motherfuckers, which I never got that in the air force. And I complained about the entire time the air force was not the right pick for me you like, know at all and it definitely wouldn't have been the right pick for me either um and, and, not, and then not, i was computers like i did computers like i was the guy that was like oh, i'll go fucking i i wanted to go dig ditches i wanted to be like but i don't know it was it, it, it wasn't the right pick for me and i don't know that i would have been you know, I'm not trying to say that, like, I would have been, like, a badass soldier and I would, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I wanted way more of a challenge than I got out of it. Yeah, that and that's sense. how I initially felt, really, when I when I left, like, basic and AIT as a fueler in the reserves. But, you know, you know, the Air Force wouldn't be for me, nor would the Navy. But, honestly, I don't think the Marines were all right for me. 
Like I, I wasn't look. You know, you, you get that. Um, people say that the Marines is harder than the Army, and you know, if it is, it is. I don't give. I don't give a shit. But like, I knew that I didn't want to be in basic for thirteen weeks. Right. Where um, I was only in basic for nine, ten with the reception period, but. Yeah, I just that would have been right for me. I, I think that would have been too structured and too hoorah. Hoorah. Like, That's a lot of hoorah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I knew what I wanted to do, dude. I, and I wasn't trying to be no, like, and I was skinny too. I think that kind of actually intimidated me, was because you you know, you see Marines right. and they're all these, I like, like jack juice heads. Tommy, like, was legitimately, like, training just to go to basic. Like, I remember him, like, the six months before basic, he was working out, like, oh. every day. And, but he like, liked getting, the lift. Yeah. He did, he like, did the like, the lift. lift. But, and, like, he was – I just remember him always being, like, oh, I got fucking, you know, like, six weeks of basic. I got to get all yeah. fucking ripped and blah, blah, blah. And he like, wasn't super athletic. No. But, I mean, the dude had a good head on his shoulder. I think he took instruction well, yeah. which, I mean, yeah. can't be under, overstated enough. Like, being able to take instruction – and just get like the coach being yeah. being well being able yeah. to be coached. Well, like they say, right. coachable kids are employed adults. Right. Exactly. Like, say unemployed or uncoachable kids are right. unemployed. But yeah, I mean Tommy. Um, Hummer, I mean, so we we dude, Hummer, are, that was right, kind of a weird one. Right, right. Honestly, I didn't see him doing that. I didn't right, see him join the right. Marines. No, he's like definitely kind of more like. Just kind of the hippie, like uh, anti-establishment you know? kind of feel. Right. To so I didn't know super, super weird, well, and I and I didn't either. But it was kind of crazy that, definitely crazy that her. I heard he was, you know. Yeah, it was hua, yeah. hua, or, yeah. or whatever. Right. Uh, but yeah, like we party with him. Uh, we had a great time with him on a, a party bus one time, and then. Uh, yeah, that's kind of crazy. So he was talked about on my one of my podcasts, but. Do you know how many tours he did? I think he only did one. One? I think. But okay. he, he got a Purple Heart uh, in Fallujah in like 07. Uh, and then from there, from what I remember was that he went to like the Recruit Depot, which I think is like reception-ish. Or maybe that's where they join. I don't know. I'm not – I wasn't okay. a so. But yeah, I, think yeah I, I know that there was a video online and it's probably still out there that like he uh, – they had walked up on this building and he had like been the, you know, he was the leader in the group and was like, yeah, maybe we should, you know, send the bomb squad in and stuff like that. And, uh, he, uh, saved a bunch of dudes lives. Like they were going to kick in the door or something like that. And he was like, now nah, it's just, you know, like sending the bomb squad, blah, blah, blah. But it, I don't, that's kind of the gist of the video, but somebody had a GoPro on while he was leading this whole deal, and uh, the whole place was rigged with explosives, and it would have fucking blown up everybody in their, you know, their platoon or whatever you yeah. call it. So, um, way, dude, they don't give great... out they don't give out purple hearts for nothing, right? So, and you have one, right? No, I, I got the tattoo you uh, got for the my tattoo. buddy Jeremy, yeah. another Jeremy yeah. who died, and, and maybe for other people too. I guess I could say, but mostly it was because of him but right yeah i mean dude for all i know james has a bronze star or a silver star i don't know but i know he was always a super nice kid dude super nice dude always like a smile like i i've never seen that kid not yeah. smile you know yeah. and uh i mean he's probably in for at least six years i think you know he died by the way those uh, who yeah. passed away in a car accident but um right after guys no alcohol was involved Nothing, it's just, just icy roads but um yeah, I mean, 
I don't think you'd ever find somebody that would say a bad thing about Hummer. No, 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 no. In fact, uh, so a, a buddy of mine and a buddy of his, uh, Cody, uh, we'd kind of do the disc golf thing together, like was trying to get like um, a veteran's disc golf course, like, and, you know, kind of com- commemorate him and, you know, do all that kind of good stuff. So, um, super nice guy. So that's what I'm saying. Like there, there's people out there that like want to help you know, in any, uh, remember it in any fashion or anything like that. So. Yeah. And you know, there sh- there probably should be something for him. I mean, I know they have the veterans wall where we live, where I'm sure he's on it. I'm pretty right, sure he yeah, is. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. but you know, the, the hard part though, doing that type of stuff now is veterans more so now than ever before have been just kind of like, once they come back, they're just like, leave me alone, bro. And like, like right. Vietnam, like I almost feel like they had to like, you know when things kind of settled down they all kind of got together the vfw dab type of stuff um because they were just so mistreated um world war ii veterans and world war one veterans and korean war veterans and desert the first desert storm veterans like dude they were all super beloved and they were okay with like the attention and like hey let's join service organizations like so the vfw and stuff and i think nowadays like i don't know anybody who's part of the vfw I, I don't know right, a single right. global war on terrorism better. The, the people that I know are that are in the BFW or the fucking guys that were in the guards. You know what I'm saying that weren't like combat bad, which is bad. Right. One because and I don't know what suicide rates were more than 17 years ago right. when you know 9/11 happened. I mean they might have been higher or lower. I don't know. But for anything, like we're just like any other group of people, and I'm guilty for not being a part of it. But like we can legis- or like we can um, go to Congress. And ask them for certain legislation, just like anybody like in the pharmaceutical business, the alcohol, the tobacco industry, whatnot. But, you know, with all these older veterans passing away, I just don't think that the, the veteran, that my generation of veterans are moving up to replace them. It's totally dying. Gotcha. And it there's sucks no, like, because... There's no place to yeah, like, go. I mean, think of the, if the NRA right. didn't ever go to Capitol Hill to... To talk to legislators. Right, right. I mean, I mean, that's what's happening is we're having fewer and fewer people that are, you know, in positions to go do that. So eventually, you know, we'll probably like lose our health care. We'll lose like the GI Bill because it right. just costs too much. Nobody, and, and yeah, they, right, they don't have right. they don't they don't have these groups with power anymore. But you know, oh. but that's a, I guess that's, yeah, another political thing. That's, that's the political side. So that's why some, uh, you know, maybe Bernie Sanders didn't, well, obviously he got fucked this year, but you know, people like that, that don't want to spend any money on military. They don't, they might not be spending military like today, but you still have to spend uh, money on the people that have served and oh, yeah. that have been there. And the, the people that you, put in that in that situation you have to make sure that they're right right oh yeah like their mindsets things like that so like if you ever said that like uh so like say a, a guy that's coming up for president or any politics is like oh well i'm gonna cut military spending but that's still like that is still in that military spending so hence the reason that people maybe vote mm. one way or the other. But I, I guess what I'm getting at is like, there isn't a lot of money spent on um, the people after they come back. 
Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, there I is. I don't there know those is, numbers, but, but there's not. Numbers. There's there there should be more I'll be programs yeah. and all that shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Put a ton of money to help right. me out, dude. Let me do CGI <laughs> bills. And, you know, let me have. Yeah, but whole, I don't have that. that like, I never went over. How many months did you spend over there? Um, I did a twelve and a nine month tour. Right. So, so twenty one. But yeah, I mean, give me. And did you not? Months. Did you got shot in the hand? Did you not? No, I got I got hit by a, like strap metal or something. No, like a rock. So that's the okay. So my dad. Your dad, obviously. Dude, I can tell my dad <laughs> that I went skydiving, and he would tell everybody <laughs> that your my, <laughs> my son in the army invaded Normandy in 1944. Like your June dad is 6th, good. Like he will just flip a story, and like, and he'll he'll tell people stories when I'm in front of them, and it's embarrassing. Like I just don't like to hear it anyway because I'm not. I don't like to gloat. Um, but like. He'll tell a story, and I'm like, I gotta fact check him. I got I got a CNN fact check. I'm like, no, bro, that didn't happen. And he goes, yeah, it did. I'm like, no, one, I wasn't in Texas. I was in Kentucky, and you know, it, it wasn't Junior Seau who I met. It was his niece's cousin. You know, it's just right. he's just a ridiculous right. person. No, I. I uh, he's a good guy. His mm-hmm. intentions are no, so good. good dude, but that, yeah, uh, he's, he's ridiculous. So. <laughs> he does count. But a good guy. I mean, I you know. So what happens? Do you get hit with a rock? Is that what you're? Uh, a, a piece of a brick. Oh. Like, yeah, to my best estimation. Like a, since I like was, a ricochet, yeah, like a bullet hit yeah. him and it kind of blew yeah. up at, you know, at yeah. some point. Um, but yeah, no, I mean... Dude, I knew dudes who were getting purple hearts for like getting hit in the arm with sand from an IED, and <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And you know, they never, they never tried to write it up. But I mean, if had they, I probably, you know, in hindsight, I and even then, I'm pretty sure I would have just been like, no. Nah. Um, right. But I mean, it does have its benefits. I mean, once you get out. But I mean, ultimately, dude, it's one of those things, and you always hear like you know, people who come back that maybe be like Medal of Honor recipients that are like, I'm not the hero. Those who didn't come back are, I got to call bullshit on that mostly, but I understand where they're coming from. Right. One, it's uncomfortable getting that type of attention. Like, especially if you're Medal of Honor recipient, like that's a lot of attention. It's awkward uh, attention. One of your friends probably died. People in your unit are probably looking at you a little different just because of all the attention you're getting. And they, and maybe they're jealous and maybe they're like, I was on that same raid, you know, um, but ultimately people who do come back alive are heroes. But they and do and not all survivors remote. No. Is it, that not a thing? No, it, it is to a degree, but that's not to my point where like, like people who do come home, not all of them are heroes. Like right, I'm not, right, right, I didn't right, do anything right. exceptional more than anybody right. else. Well, and that's the thing. Like people are like, Oh, you were in the military. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like, fuck yeah. off. Like I didn't do anything. Like, but, but I had friends who died in Iraq, right, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, I wouldn't even categorize them as heroes outside the fact that they joined during a time of, time of war, knowing that they would go and they died in a war zone. Right. Like, but I mean, does that constitute you as a hero? I don't know. Or does that just you stuck up your yeah. head or you stuck your head up the wrong moment? Yeah, I mean, you, you then that could be it. But I mean, definitely people who come home alive, some of them are heroes. And then definitely some people who don't come home, it doesn't mean they're heroes. It just means that they caught a bad break. And I mean, that's kind of taboo to say, but I'm a veteran. So what are you going to say about that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Come at me, bro. (laughs) Come at me, bro. 
Uh, disagree. No, I, I, I get it. And yeah, you can disagree, yeah. but don't get mad at me. Right. No, again, yeah. that's a thing. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it was a fuck situation. Um, so like, I know that you were over there. What would you say? 21 months? Is that what you said? Um, 12 and nine. Yeah. It's 21. Yeah. I just remember you being over there and yeah. Anyway, you were just a badass dude, but <laughs> Montgomery Gentry. When you were uh, over there, let's so, talk about this story. Did even, I, even I just Mark, remembered this so, today. So Mark will for take, some odd reason to go back. My, my dad Mark <laughs> will take a, an already good story and turn it into nonsense. So I was on my first deployment, which was December two thousand five to December two thousand six, and during that time period, um, in my hometown of Great Falls, Montgomery Gentry showed up to play a concert and I think it was at the fair. I'm pretty sure that was. Um, and my dad had gotten, um, backstage passes and I'll get into how he got those, (laughs) but he got backstage passes for him and this young lady that, um, I was, I was seeing at the time. The reason he got backstage passes was because maybe six, seven months before that, uh, before my deployment, I had went to a show in Killeen, Texas, outside of Fort Hood, and um, I think it was in Waco, actually, where the concert was at. But um, Montgomery Gentry was there, and um, an army buddy of mine, Jory, and I had gotten on another bus afterwards. And it wasn't like you would think like Poison's tour bus would be, where it's just like all these dime pieces with fake boobs and whatnot. It, it was everyday folk, and people were drinking on there. I think they were sponsored by Jim Beam. In fact, they were. And or maybe still are, but um, everybody's drinking, having a good time. I was the only service member on that bus other than my friend Jory. But Jory is very reserved, and I was really outgoing. Um, and they they just were talking to us like everyday people, and they asked what I did. And I told them I was in the army, and they were like like oddly appreciative of it, appreciative of it. Um, to the point where I was like, am I the first they've ever met? <laughs> or maybe they were super patriotic. I don't it, Regardless, they were super nice. And uh, I go, well, do you want something from my unit? Like I got like, I, I think I had a hat in my, in the car. And so I went out there and I grabbed the hat with my rank on it and my name on the back of, of the hat. And, and I gave it to him. Um, and I'd also ripped off a fourth infantry division patch from my uniform um, that was sewn on because it was the BDU days. Yeah, and given BDU it, days. And I, and I given it fucking... to him. I gave it to him. And so I think it was a Gentry died. So Montgomery. Right. So Montgomery's went, the, the, yeah, the, the big hat. The big, big hat. Quaker, right, black right, hat. Right. So he went back to like a, like a sleeping quarter, it almost looked like, on that bus and came out with one of his hats. And I guess he tours with a lot of them, but he did give it to me and it was super cool. And before I deployed, I'd sent it to my dad along with my, my Calvary steps. And that had my, my rank and my, the pins from the unit I was in and stuff like that. Um, and my dad had contacted somebody somewhere, maybe it was a radio station or whatnot. They did a news article. Oh yeah. About, it was in the, about it was George in the, Sean yeah. and myself. And uh, it was in the Tribune yeah. and at the concert, it was at the fair. It was. And I was sitting at the back and they like did this whole like yeah. tribute to you yeah. and all that so, shit. And so, I'm just like, so my dad, if they only there, knew this yeah. scumbag motherfucker. So my dad gives him my Calvary. That's right. It. Right. And so, which kind of made me mad because I had to go buy one 
again, and then I thought he like went and. Your dad said that he didn't give him the real one. I thought your dad went and had Mm. one. He did. Yeah, okay. that's right. That's right. Okay. That's what he did. He he actually had one done, which wasn't an actual Calvary Stetson. Right. Because in he fact, was like, it wasn't even a Stetson brand. Right. But anyway, so he gets back there, gives it to him, and they he said that they remembered me, which I doubt they did. Um. And anyway, so they did a song called "Something to Be Proud of," and instead of saying there's something to be proud of, they said Jeremy is something to be proud of. Right. And I guess you know I. I bet you there was three people in that whole concert that knew who I was. And, Fuck that. There was, um, but there was a shit ton of us that knew I, who I think they would have just cheered just to cheer. But, uh, right. I mean, dude, they could have – I mean, the Dixie Chicks got cheers with stuff they said even. But, um, yeah, it was unique. And my, my dad will inflate that story to be like, I was at the Grammys with them. And I was there when Gentry died in the helicopter crash. You know, God rest I tried to pull him out. but He was too heavy. He was a big dude, dude. Gentry. Actually, he wasn't all that cool, to be honest with you. Right. No, no, no. I remember this. Yeah. Montgomery, uh, was we talked about, about this. That, about as chill as Polar Bear and the, and the funny thing is, like, they when they were in Great Falls, um, one of the guard guys I was with uh, in Com uh, was staying at the same hotel they were, and they, like, invited him on the bus, and, you know, I had hot dogs with him and had a glass of whiskey and all that shit, and he was telling me the same thing. Like, the Montgomery guy was, like, super cool, and the Gentry guy was... Uh, just not that, not that cool. No, he really wasn't. But, but, um, but you know, maybe he was on a long tour and he was. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you gotta think of those people. That's a fucking miserable. Like you're so fucking yeah. Okay, you're making bank, but you're so famous that anywhere you fucking stop, people know who you are. Like that's gotta be annoying. I want to see where this registers on the mic. <laughs> loud. Yeah, that was loud. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, do you ever look back on your 33 years and be like, there was some straight nonsense 32 years, and you're just like, I should have died then? Like, I oh, absolutely. Or like, I like especially I that. probably me more than a lot of people. Like, I was kind of the guy that was always doing stupid shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, remember that lifted truck I had, and I was like spinning Brody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Turn jumping the fire truck? shit. Yeah, the red truck. Like, yeah, I was like calling red trucks fire trucks. The fire truck. Yeah, that was a panty dropping truck. But uh, yeah, no, and like just doing stupid shit. Like, I feel like I should have died a lot. I mean, there's definitely people we know that should have died a lot. Oh, fucking more. Saxon should have died like three <laughs> times. I was trying to go without year. names, but yeah. <laughs> um, this but no. dude fell into a fire, rolled a truck, and then what? Else? I think the the, the 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 firework thing. He almost blew his hand. Oh yeah, off. and then blew his hand off in the sprinkler, uh, sprinkler bomb. Yeah, all in the same year. Oh yeah, it was like the flow. It was probably within nine months. <laughs> flown. So that dude flown to a burn center. Jumps back into his, you know, like, comes back, he's doing good, blah, blah, blah. Jumps into his truck, rolls his truck, rips half of his chin off. Oh, yeah. And then throws him a sparkler bomb into a mailbox and blows his hand off. <laughs> and, and that's one dude. I remember he wanted to join the Army at one time. because oh, he was going to go into, Cause, cause, yeah. Because yeah. Lindemann want, was right. going to. Right. And then he eventually did. But, um, and I think I, that was because of Tommy. 
he was like, dude, I should do it because, you know, if Tommy right. does it, I, you know, right. whatever. But Saxon should have done it too. Saxon, Saxon wanted, I don't think he could get the waivers because he oh, had like a DUI. That's what, that yeah. cop, like, he had ran from yeah, one of his yeah, DUIs yeah. and the cop tackled him and like he got an hurt assault. his, yeah. yeah, he like hurt his knee while he was tackling Saxon. So he got like assault to a police officer. So Saxon was the type of dude, and who knows how he would have turned out, but just, I, w- I would have assumed he would have been one of those dudes who would have been like, a Green Beret. Oh, yeah. yeah. He would have been like uh, because a dude. Did, yeah. Dead nuts. Like, that guy, like, we talk about this. We were talking about this yesterday. Like, the dude could hit gophers with a twenty two without a scope way further than we could with a scope. And that was when we were, like, 15, 16 with, like, no discipline. Like, oh, yeah. could you imagine, like, sitting there and him training? All day long shooting something well, like and, and shooting doesn't get you into the Grand Marais. No, 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 no. I just, I just yeah. mean like he would have been like he one of those a Chris fucking Kyle, a Chris Kyle like yeah. and like yeah. When you say that he would have been a Green Bray or a Special he, Forces he or been. anything like yeah. there's no dude's a motherfucking beast. Yeah, and he's tough. He's coachable, so right. he can take orders. Right. Like I don't think pain affects him like other people. So yeah. he could have walked forever. Right. He was, I wouldn't say he was a shreddy student, but he wasn't a dum-dum. No. Like, if, if there was something he needed to learn, he would have, like, land nav, right? how to read a map, right, stuff right, like right. that. The dude would have been a force. Yeah. But, you know, he just made stupid mistakes before. Right. And and I think he, I mean, I can't think of anybody else who might have been, like, could have, in my opinion, been an elite soldier. But, like, you think about some of the other, like, stud athletes um i don't think i don't think they would have done it dude no i think they don't have the mindset and like the whole like what you were saying like he doesn't affected by pain is like he doesn't like to quit or show weakness he He wants to be the best he's super dude the motherfucker like wouldn't quit like that's what i'm saying like if he ever got into a fight like i've seen him lose one fight in my life and he was so fucking drunk was it with the south african no okay so then he's lost more than just one though okay (laughs) Uh, but I remember somebody wasted a fish on the Hardy Creek. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was there. Or, yeah. Oh, he was and with knocked Burkstead. him the fuck out. It was an airman. And yeah. He, yeah, he was yeah. at Burkstead. I was up there with the yeah. guest photos. Yeah. And yeah. he was, you know, hey, if you're not going to use that. I'll eat it. I'll eat it. Just give me that fish. Dead. And they, they like, dead, yeah. whatever. Like, they just let it sit on He hated the rock. that. He hated that. Oh, yeah. You waste so an mad. animal or you waste yeah. anything like that. Like He was so mad. Did he beat them all up? <laughs> he beat them all up. <laughs> it wasn't just a the one guy who caught the fish. Yeah, yeah, he just beat them all up. So, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I'm sure he's doing well. I hope he's doing well. I haven't seen him in quite a few years, but yeah, that yeah, dude doesn't um, work. He's probably working twelve full time jobs for himself: right, farming, right. ranching, snow <laughs> removal, lawn care, right, roofing. Right. He probably is no. actually. Uh, I saw him a couple of years ago in Great Falls, but. I tried to catch up with him a couple times, and I feel like our schedules always. Yeah, you know what I'm and I he's think, had the same phone number for fucking yeah. since I think we're in high school. I think he'd meet up too. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I, for I don't sure. think he. Yeah, if he could, yeah. he would. Yeah. No, like I. That's did, what I'm saying. Did he, like, did he look like tall Jesus back then? <laughs> like, yeah, we were at uh, the wine and food festival, so yeah. like we were all dressed up. And, he looked like tall Jesus though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's funny. Dude's, uh, he's one of those good buddies that you would. Always one on your side, and if he's not on your side, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, so he he was one of those people that you you were just like, God, I don't want to get beat up by him. But he was your friend, so you knew you didn't have to worry about it. So him 
and Berkstead. Right. I'm a, but although, I didn't have that. No, me you and did. Berkstead, yeah, we fucking started did. on the other yeah. side of it. Yeah. And the only reason that, like, I got on the good side of him is I stood up to him and he's like, why is this skinny little fuck standing up to me? Like, yeah. And he still, like, brings it up to this day. He's like, you're the only person that's, like, ever, like. Yeah. But, but he's got <laughs> the kindest heart ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think he always did. I think. I, I don't I know. I think what, they both just fucking don't feel pain. And, like. So that was always the thing is who would win in a fight between Jake they did and it. Saxon? No, they didn't. They did, did they? too. Outside of Twanches just to see who would fucking win. Who won? And they full just fucking – I think they just full, both got so goddamn tired that they both just quit. Oh. And they were bloody as fuck. Like they just finally just gave up. Oh, my God. That would have been nice to see. <laughs> like a like, long ball fight. Yeah. No. Like that was uh, – I don't remember exactly when that was, but hmm. – yeah, I mean, but Jake has got, like, the kindest heart ever of, like, any guy I've ever oh, met. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Jake and Saxon. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But you don't want to be on the wrong side of those guys. That's, no, that's, no, that's, that's, let's be honest. And, and the problem like, is you just never know when you will be. Right. Unless you were their friends. Right. Like, if you didn't know them and they didn't like your haircut, which they probably wouldn't like my haircut right now, <laughs> they would probably want – or Saxon then would have wanted to find me. But Right. Right. Mm. I remember when Saxon I remember when Saxon beat up Matt Larson on his Matt because oh, Matt was spinning Brody's right. in the farmland. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't there but for you that, know what, but I heard But you stories. know what's you know what's jacked up though is Goodman was in the truck with Matt. Matt was driving, but Saxon didn't try to touch Matt or touch uh Goodman. He, he no, not Nagelli. Goodman. Oh, good. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he just went after Matt. And I was always like, I guarantee you, Saxon would have taken that dude. But like, I know, understand he's bigger, but right. That's why. That's probably why he didn't do it. But anyway, so what's your favorite podcast so far? <laughs> that's Kristen, everybody. <laughs> Nick's wife. Hi, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's hard to choose. I like them all. Yeah, you haven't listened to any of them, so it's hard I to choose. Too. I listen to all of them. Thank you. No, but Nick, what's your favorite podcast so far? Uh, what, dude, like honestly, done? the the one that I did with uh, Medic's Mind, Matt well, that's what Penny. I was say too, but apparently I haven't listened to any of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one that I sent you. Like, I think that's the one that like I sent out. Who's good? Because he's good on that. He's very, very good. Yeah. Um, I wonder what his setup is like. I, I don't because actually that was a whole like conversation that we got into. That's how we first started talking. Um, I don't remember what his setup is, but I know that he's ordering himself like a a nice microphone. So hmm. yeah. yeah. Who, so of the because you're a podcast listener, like I am. Um, who is your favorite person to hear on? A podcast, not somebody who hosts it, but like if you're like Michael Rappaport is on this podcast, I gotta listen to it. All right. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. You don't? No, like I don't have anybody that like I, well, David Goggins, like Mm. this year, David Goggins, like once I've heard his story, like he's unique, but you know, I don't think he's that good on podcasts. It, and he doesn't have to be, like his lifestyle in general. Like I follow his Instagram and all that stuff, and um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I, I love Michael Rappaport cause he is right. like 
the pro at sh- just shit talk. Right. Um, Theo. Theo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's a, bro, 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 dark arts, bro. <laughs> he's hilarious. And he's, uh, like, we talk about this all the time. But he's, he's super funny. I like Joey Diaz quite a bit. Um, not like I can relate to any of his stories. He's a savage. He's like a savage. You almost think he's making it up, but right, you but, know he's not. But that's the same thing with like the Theo Vaughn. Like he's one of those guys yeah. that has these crazy outlandish stories and you're like. Yeah. Do you know like, he was on dude, The Real World? He was? Yeah. Oh, that or Road Rolls. He was on one of those shows. Yeah. That makes sense. Is that where he was from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just living down in the, the bayou. Yeah, it's crazy. That's awesome. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, dude, I, I really want to talk about... Uh, I feel like we've talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we've been tangenting for an hour and eight minutes. But I have a five-hour drive back to Billing, so maybe we should <laughs> so, make this at least three hours. So, <laughs> so yeah, gives me something to listen to. Do. I can critique yeah. my my. Oh, you're going to hate it, dude. Have you listened to yourself ever on a... I, have, you, I, have you done a podcast or no, like video no, or anything? No, like but that? I left a voicemail one time. I left a voicemail one time. Yeah, when I when I heard my own voicemail, actually, it was like you reached Jeremy's phone. Please leave a message after the beep. I was like, is that really what I sound like? I was mortified. <laughs> Fuck Jeremy. Uh, I was gonna hire somebody with like right. an English accent to do it for me, but yeah, and and there's services out there to do that. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. Well, unless, like, there's services out here to fucking, like, I wish I could just send this off to somebody. I mean, there's somebody that would probably edit this for $10 and make it sound way better than I would make it sound. But at the same time, I just kind of want, like, my first, you know, 10 to 20 episodes to be just complete shit. Well, you can only build on it. Right. So. And, and Raw's good, though. Like, I don't know, like, what the sound is going to be like because I only heard that one podcast with the medic. And it was good quality, um, you know, audibly. But, you know, this might turn out to be horseshit for all I know. Yeah. They might take my podcast off at this point. You think? Yeah. <laughs> First eight it's, minutes, we talked about abortion. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Helen Keller's got her own podcast. And uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully you can listen to Braille. <laughs> I don't know. Podcasting is kind of a weird thing. It's, it's like... Well, and even Joe Rogan, who's got the best podcast ever, um, statistically. But like, statistically, dude, he yeah. said he just started off because he was having these conversations right, over be- smoking a bowl right. and drinking some some bourbon or scotch, and they were fun conversations. And he's like, "Oh fuck, I'll just put it online." And that's what I remember. I remember in like two thousand like six, like once I got back from Iraq. I think the podcast for Joe Rogan came out, and it was dog shit. It was him and Ryan, uh, Brian Redband just sitting around. Horrible video. The sound was decent, but right. you had to deal with Redband, which was like poking sushi sticks in your eyes or chopsticks. Uh, but, um, but yeah, podcasts are just weird because you just talk. And we'd, right. we'd have this conversation anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kristen would be out here hanging out, but right. she's too cool for school right now. Right. I, I feel like we would have this conversation over a beer. And right. that's what, like, that's... And we have. <laughs> right. And we, we definitely have. Um, We're reading off a sheet right now. It's actually verbatim from last night's uh, transcript. Typed it up. We uh, we had one of those people in the courtroom just writing down everything we said. Stenographer. 
<laughs> painted uh, pictures of us. Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. it's been a it's been a weekend though. It has. I've been here since Thursday to Sunday evening. So, right. but we haven't gone too crunk. No, but we, we had a good time. We've 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 had a. A really good time with mild alcohol intake compared to what we usually yeah. do. There was that one time that you came home for like a week. Oh, we went hard for 72 hours. Yeah. With like maybe two to three hours of sleep. That was the, the Bear Sister weekend. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah that yeah. got hardcore. That was... Uh, that was Heidelberg heavy. Holy <laughs> shit. And we just didn't ever stop. And it was funny, like, people people would hang out with us, like, one or two days, but they couldn't ever hang out with us more than one day. Yeah. And we just – I remember I finally passed out on your dad's couch, like, a, a recliner, and you and your stepbrother went over to Heidelberg, but I met you there that night. Like, I got two hours of sleep. Like, I finally just had to, like, give up on life. Yeah. But I mean, you and Nick went over to the Berg, and then Berg's dead. Yeah. Well, and, you know, when you're in Great Falls, you have Taco Treat and Howard's Pizza to right. pick you back up. So, right. what are you going to do? We did eat a lot of that. We did. It was delicious. Yeah, that was crazy. That was, uh, like, we would just find a different party, like, every night. Somehow we found Well, it's find or start your own party. I mean, yeah, that's well, what that's it. And, then, like, <laughs> and we were 23, 24, 25 oh, at the time, fuck. something like that. And, yeah, oh. it just you just had to do what you had to do. We were scumbags. I drank a lot. We went to a funeral that week. We went to... Yeah, we did. And we did a lot of things in a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this week was definitely a lot more calm. Oh, yeah, for and sure. Like a 100% about that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm digging this. Do, um, do you miss living in Great Falls? No. God, no. Why not? Um, I just don't at all. Like... It's windy, it's flat, and uh, uh, <laughs> I just don't miss it at all. <laughs> Hello. So Kristen's out here now. <laughs> but what what would you miss about Great Falls other than Taco Treat and Howard's? But we just we were at a place that had Taco Treat yesterday, so the day before. Um, I miss nothing about Great Falls. Right. Yeah. Talk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can get Taco Treat and Billings. Well, uh, I'm saying like pizza though. Right. But there is a substitute, and it's called Carboni's Pizza, and it's it's like a chain out of Minnesota, and it's just like it. it's thin crust, cheesy, greasy, delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Carboni's. <laughs> They're the real MVPs for those not living in Great Falls. But you know what's funny is anytime my friend Katie comes or goes to Great Falls, she'll pick me up like normally two pepperonis and she'll bring home a couple for herself. And if I'm in town, I'll, I'll grab some, some Howard's Pizza too. But it's just so delicious. But the problem is, is when you, when you, when you get the half bake and you bake it all the way, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that I've ever had the half-bake. Uh, well, because you always lived in Great Falls or you didn't ever bring a pizza home. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, half-bakes, dog shit. What, like, and, and people, like, it's kind of funny because people outside of Great Falls, like, if you didn't grow up in Great Falls, like, Taco Treats, dog shit, and Howard's. Oh, they hate like, it. They yeah, hate if you're it. not from. Yeah, right. dude, if you're not from Great like, Falls. Like, I took her niece to... Uh, and they know it Taco too. Taco treat, and she was just like, she wouldn't even eat her taco. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
Oh yeah. And if you go to a taco treat not in Great Falls and you say, I love taco treat, I'm from Great Falls, they're like, Oh, the original. Like, like they know. They're like, Oh, right. yeah, like right. this is meant for you. Right. Right. Yeah. Like they did it as like a a social experiment or like a um like a charity to people not no longer in Great Falls. They're like there's quite a few people from Great Falls and Billings and they're like we're going to do something nice for you. Like that, that's what they're there for. Right. Yeah. Did they open one there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's, I doubt they probably get more than 50 people a day, but well, and that's probably weird all from Red Falls. Yeah, exactly. Like the one in Missoula just got like a big revamp and all that shit. I'm like, yeah. I wonder how busy it actually is. Yeah. And it's the same. Like I always hear people say, Oh, it's not. I'm like, it is the same. Cause Dude, they get the okay, same, so they get the same sourcing of food. They in do. Great Falls as a billing. Right. It's the, the same only food. thing is, is like back in the day, the West Side fucking one probably never cleaned their kitchen, and they got this distinct flavor from these pans that were never uh, washed. And no, like, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but once they cleaned it, like Enoch bought it, and it's all cleaned up, and it kind of got that grease taste off. He owns them now. Oh yeah, he huh. owns them all. Uh, all of them in the state. Yeah. Hmm. That's why you like see him like. They're blown up everywhere. That was like yesterday. It's in the casino. In the casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, Kristen, do you have anything to talk about? Anything on your mind weighing heavy? It's very liberating. No, I'm good. Express yourself through words. I think I'm too far away from the mic, number one. No, you're good. (laughs) I think they'll hear you just a little bit. You're doing just fine. No, I'm good. I don't have anything I need to talk about. No. You want to talk about like fitness or anything? Oh yeah. So Kristen is pretty good at the old fitness. <laughs> and she made, she makes a real mean salad with very little dressing that has um, cranberries in it. And yeah, it will, it's from Costco. Yeah, no, she makes it personally. <laughs> if you want that non-Costco salad, ninety nine. Yeah. It's got Brussels sprouts. No. Cranberries. Uh, but but you are really into fitness now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't always that way. No. So what made you do that turnaround? Well, I used to be a fat kid. Like how fat? Give us dimensions here. 215 was my probably heaviest. And how tall are you? 5'6". So a little short for your weight. I was definitely a little short for your weight. No, but you always looked. You always look. This was before. like Yeah, you. This was Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just decided I was going to lose the weight and. I think it was because I, so like little backstory, Kristen used to yo-yo. Is that the, mm-hmm. is that the terminology? Yeah, I was a yo-yoer. So she would get on these different diet programs and do this diet That's, program for a week diets. and you know, this one for a week and blah, blah, blah. And this one, this one, this one. So she was buying into another one. And I was like, why waste the goddamn money? Like you are not going to stick to it. You you, you just don't have it in you. Like you've, you've done it so many times. Like, and I finally challenged her one uh, on one and she was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it. And so three years later, uh, she's a health and <laughs> health coach and personal trainer. Yeah. So basically all it take, took was Nick telling me that I couldn't do it. And then I was like, <laughs> well, well, guess what, motherfucker? I hope you I can't. Do it. You know what? You can't make a million dollars this week. <laughs> this week, yeah. So. Well, what was weird though is like when I knew you, and I don't know how much you weighed back then, but you, you never looked heavy. 
you always looked like normal. Mm-hmm. And then now you definitely look different. Right. You totally do. Yeah. Like you can tell on the shoulders, the face, yeah. everything. I feel like at 33 years old, I look the best I've ever looked in my entire life. For sure. I get that. And you're, sure. and you're happy about that? Yeah. I'm very happy about it. Because it's like a big achievement for me. Because I feel like I was like, I'm literally like the ugly duckling that like blossomed into a beautiful swan. And that's no fucking joke. Like when I grew up, I was teased. I was the fat kid. I had ugly fucking teeth. I was miserable for my entire life. For the first 30 years of my life, I was miserable. Right. Like 21 years. You met me when we were 22. (laughs) So the first 22 but for that eight years of our life, I was I very I insecure. Yeah, you were very like that you was that. that was one of the biggest things. You your body dysmorphic. Yeah, so I had body dysmorphic disorder diagnosed, which is a disease where it doesn't really matter like how you look or how much you weigh or whatever. You have a perceived conception of yourself, which is unrealistic. So. Even if I weighed 125 pounds, when I would look in the mirror, I would see a 200-pound girl. So that was a big struggle of mine for a lot of years because it, like, led me into unhealthy eating habits. So there was one point in my life where I was, like, very thin, and people accused how, me. How thin? Um, well, I got down to, like, 125, which for my body type and my build is very low in weight right i remember you had like sunken cheeks and yeah. shit like that so it was people, like right when about the time i met you yeah actually. yeah that was right around when we met but like yeah so people accused me being bulimic anorexic things like that and but when i looked in the mirror i saw something completely different so then that was a big struggle for like a lot of years and something actually as a matter of fact i still struggle with today but, do you that's weird yeah very much. right like today like, like today I was having anxiety about it. Like when I went into there's there's sometimes where I just get anxiety about it. And but like I know how to control it now because I've like dealt with it for so long. So no. So it's funny because like so I look at you and you're a babe and uh, and then I'm, I just know that I never work out and I'm completely comfortable with my body. Yeah. Right. And so it's just weird how some people are like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean it's a thing. No, by no means am I rolling a six pack and pecs that can bounce like the rock, but you know, I'm just totally okay with it. Well, you know, and like today, you have a dad bod and you don't even have a kid. <laughs> uh, yeah. I do not have a dad bod. <laughs> I have one step better than a dad bod. Single dad bod yeah. that doesn't have a kid. I mean, my boobs aren't that common. I don't even know what that is. But, no, he's, no, he's good. He's, he doesn't have a dad bod. bod. <laughs> Way to stick up for him, dickhead. Why well, stick up for her? No, yeah. you know the per- people's perceptions of themselves is so weird. Like I've dated women who I, I genuinely thought were like super beautiful, like the most beautiful, and I just even if their body like they had kids, I just didn't care. I was like super attracted to them, and for whatever reason, like they just were like, oh, you're just saying that. Yeah. And right. I'm like, shut no, the, I'm like, that, shut up. I'm not. That bugs the and shit out of me. Are. And that's, 
always but, been like her. But I'm not like that anymore. Like I've worked on my minds my mindset and stuff about my body so much that like I've like learned that anytime anyone gives me a compliment, I always say thank you. Yes. Whereas before I'd be like, No, 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 no. But like, I'm not like that anymore. Like if somebody's like, You're pretty you look pretty or whatever, I always say thank you because you have to like you know, I mean Everybody is beautiful in their own way, no matter what. So it's yeah. just. Well, so have you have you ever met a woman or a guy who is a real looker? Mm-hmm. And you get to talking to them, and you're like, you might be like the ugliest person I've ever met. Oh, all the uh, time. Hundred percent. Like, and that's so weird. And that's and it's somebody's super personality weird. can make all the difference. Yeah. In the world. And I don't think that was my way, and I'm a little late bloomer. But like when I was 24, like I don't think that was me. Like, if you were attractive physically as a woman, I don't care what came out of your mouth. Right, right. And then like as I get older, like, right. I'm just like, please don't be stupid. Like, so I do right. online dating, and I'm just like, it, like, let's say you make 10 matches, and you, you talk to all 10, five of them right away. You just, you got to unmatch because they're, they're horrible conversationalists. Right. They don't, they don't know how to spell. No, it's so bad. It's like and then, there and there and there and, and there then, and then. And yeah. Then. Oh, it's just so bad. Yeah. Or they just don't know how to have a conversation. And then, so you, you're only left with five and that's of the five that you matched with. So that means that you're just hoping that it wasn't an accident that they swiped right or maybe even you swiped right because sometimes you do accidentally swipe the wrong way. So, but you, you probably lose two of them just based on that, uh, that they accidentally swiped or you did. Um, so then you're down three and you're like, okay, so now conversation's good. I find them attractive. I'm assuming they find me attractive because I asked them on a date and they said yes. And then you meet them in person and you realize, oh, one and a half of them. And I know you can't have a half person, right. but they honey dicked you on the picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, no, they're oh, nothing. They're nothing that they look like. Yeah, right. They're hitting right. the filter. I'm like, I thought yeah, your eyelashes were two inches too. long, but they're really like, you don't have them. I'm like, you have less eyelashes than I do. And I'm blonde. You don't even have eyebrows. Yeah. So, and, and so, so then you're left with one and a half. So really one person. And you're just hoping, well, I mean, not that I'm desperate. You're just like, okay, well, I got one out of 10 now, which was 10 out of 100. Now, I hope I get along with them and that we have things to talk about and we have similar like goals, maybe ambitions, values, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, women just dude, going back to it. They're weird. <laughs> and then they're weird. That's that's where you got. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where you were going yeah, with all yeah. that. Women are weird. <laughs> women are weird. <laughs> you could have said that like without saying all the random other stuff that you. I know, said. but I'm feeling. Time I feel here. like you were doing a. You were uh, you were getting to a certain point, and you just never. I probably out. just forgot it, which I did, and I just <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head, I was like, and "Women are weird." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so that's that's another thing that's super hard about recording a podcast. Like you get on these rants and then you're like, oh fuck, what was I even yeah. talking about? But you know what you know what's weird about podcasts, for me at least, is I've downloaded the non-conventional podcast that it's like a, just some random dude or like a mom and her son and they're just I mean, they'll talk about anything. Like the right. most ridiculous things ever, like rotten bananas or sex or whatever. And like it's still interesting. Like if I have, if I need right. background noise, right. I'm listening to a podcast, not a ceiling fan. Right. 
Oh, yeah. So, well, it's just fun to, like, care about other people's lives. Oh, yeah. Like, right. What they do. Oh. And if you're not completely boring, which I'm not saying we're living, like, <clears throat> the Brad Pitt life, but, like, we've done some dumb stuff. And, like, stuff that you're not comfortable talking <laughs> right. about. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Like, if like, you get a couple couple grand in the bank so you can hire a good attorney, you might drop some of them. <laughs> Some of, them juicy. <laughs> Some of those really good yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, but until then, it's like, sorry guys, you're gonna hear about how I ate tortillas tonight from the dinner. So. No, I I feel like I like kind of like uh, let the lid loose on a couple stories, but like, yeah, like these, <laughs> the listeners don't even know that. Uh, yeah, you're right. I need to hire a fucking lawyer, especially after this episode. Um, well, we haven't gotten into a lot of the craziness, so well, I, think I just think just your mouth in general is going to yeah. make me hire them. Well, as long as nobody sues us for using their likeness in a podcast, which I don't think legally You guys they could. did do a lot of name dropping tonight. Well, you need names because, I mean, who's <laughs> going to, okay, realistically, who's listening to this podcast? People right. that know that you're doing no, it, people you're going to send a link to, be like, hey, check me out if you're interested. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. are people, I mean, even people who probably hate me. Um, and if you hate me from when I was 18, you're probably stupid and need to revamp your lifestyle right, because it. I would, I would be right. the first one to admit that I was probably the most annoying piece of shit ever when I was 18, uh, or younger. 19, 20, 21, yeah. 22. Oh, I, oh, <laughs> up to 29. Yeah. Like I always tell people I didn't reach um, my, my, the current maturity level where I think I'm, I'm decent now, but I didn't really reach that top. It was like 30. Right. Like, and it was like some bad breakups and just kind of like trying to find my place in this world where I'm still kind of trying to do that. But like kind of makes you mature, right? Opens your mind a little bit. Like right. if you've never gone through nonsense and, and I really haven't to, you know, as compared to some people, but like, like I, it just wasn't like a smooth transition from high school to the army. It, it, there's no such thing as a, tra- a smooth transition like that because most people – if they're if they have wealthy parents, they're just not going into the military. Or if they're super smart and they know what they're going to do in life, like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just don't join the military. They go to engineering school, right? Unless you just have like some weird family tradition where like everybody and joins the military, military, right? Which good for them. But and I didn't have that. And I think like you go through those experiences and you're just like little bit more open-minded about people and their life experiences and you kind of try to learn and you make 12 the same mistake 12 times maybe and you're just like okay i realized that all those variables were the same and the outcome was the same so i i do feel that about my life quite a bit i think you like when you're talking about like where i'm at in life and like trying to find your place in life i feel like we we share that same value. So a little bit of backstory. Uh, Jeremy and I obviously grew up um, grew up like five blocks away from each other. We yes. weren't really friends. No, no, we really weren't. Not no. Like, I was not, a junior and you were right, a sophomore. Right. Like not until we were in high school. We were like – we knew each other. But we went to the same grade school. So did same, you go to Riverview? Yeah. Riverview yeah, and North? North yeah. I mean we like – I always remember you like – we always hung out or not. I'm sorry, not hung out, but like we were always yeah. you know, fucking great away from each other. But yeah, we didn't hang out. Um, like really, really hang out until high school. Yeah. And then like, it was, you know, we kind of clicked. And so he was the best man at my wedding. Um, so I have no idea where the fuck I was going with this story. What was I talking Backstory, about? Backstory. Um, I was yeah, giving a backstory, buddy. And I was saying, you know, life just, you know, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
So Jeremy and I have known each other for a long time, but we don't hang out that much anymore. Like, yeah. well, you live in Chinatown. right, like yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, for you to drive here was what eight hours? Uh, if you add them all together, yeah, yeah, about eight hours. And then like we were looking at plane tickets, it was six, seven hundred bucks to oh, yeah. fly. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like drive. yeah, exactly. So we don't. Just because we live in Montana doesn't mean we live close. It's kind of like one of those, uh, you know, huge fucking states. But yeah, I feel like uh, fucking. Well, we've had similar life experiences. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, so like we don't hang out that much, but we still talk quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, not not even that much. Like, we, no, we talk when it's necessary. Well, it's it's one of the, this is how you know you have good friendship is when you don't need to talk all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. And. and Three and years. I feel like <clears throat> three years, like, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, maybe it's been like a year and a half, two years, because you guys were in Coeur d'Alene when I came visited you, but like, oh, like right, we maybe right. have only talked like 12 times. Right. Like, it's and not all the it's time. Like, the soon as you show up, like, we're, you know, oh, that's back friends to normal. And we yeah. fucking can talk. So, so like, when we talk about, or when I talk about like not knowing where, uh, you know, to go in life and stuff like that. I feel like you've kind of went down that similar path for the last couple of years. So like you've oh. a lot of sales jobs and things like that. Yeah. It's kind of funny that you've gotten to sales after these years and all that stuff. And I started in sales and it's kind of weird that we're you know, in the same, well, well, the we started fucking laying pipe together. <laughs> no, no, no. Not completely together, but no. well, so I was telling at uh, Leisure Lawn, and now we're both into the sales yeah. gig. Well, and, I was telling yeah. somebody the other day, I was like, you know, I feel weird about where I'm at only because I went to college as a non traditional, so I was 25, and I graduated in three years at 28. And then since then, let's see, I sold cars at now three different dealerships, I sold copiers at two different dealerships. <laughs> And then I sold internet marketing at a place. So like since 25, I worked at six different places and I'm just like, you know, handing in a resume, just doesn't look all that great anymore. Dude. Mm-hmm. But like now I think what I'll do is I might have like a couple of the more recent jobs and I'll move them back a couple of years and I'll just say I was self-employed because I mean, technically I have my own LLC. So I'll just right. say I was self-employed under that LLC for like the last like six years, like, you know, and I'll just, I'll just, I'll just manipulate the system like that. Right. I mean, you got to be creative. If you get caught, I mean, I don't know how you would. You just can't have that. Um, what's that website? It's like Facebook for LinkedIn. Yeah, you just LinkedIn. can't be LinkedIn dumb. Like you got to right. make sure your LinkedIn yeah. matches your. Dude, I deleted my LinkedIn. That was one of those ones. That Dude, isn't that the, one of the stupidest programs? Fucking... Dude, I had it for like ever. And I never, never got any business off it. No, I didn't. I... Like I met a cousin. Like, <laughs> well, there's that. There's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just a silly website. Hey. I don't use it. Yeah, I, it's never really. Uh, have you got anything off of LinkedIn, babe? No. Hmm. Actually, I don't think I would know if I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> you haven't logged in in a while. I haven't logged in for like fucking ever, and it's connected to like my old email. But you get a lot of Snapchat ads through Pornhub.com, right? No. No? Uh, I just made that up. <laughs> nope, no Pornhub for me. Okay. You can find me on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? <laughs> just for just for those random creepers listening and they're like, I wanna know what this next wife looks like. It's at Kristen Kynet. C R I S T I N K Y N E T T. Cool. And do you post so, pretty regularly? Mm-hmm. Like what are you posting? 
Well, I do a mixture of fitness and family. Dig pics. <laughs> no <Fitness>. dig pics. <laughs> the F and F. <laughs> so healthy um, food. Yeah, healthy. Food. Well, I don't do a lot of food, so it's. I like, do more food, I think, than you. We've do. we've done these like tests, like so on Instagram. I mean. Getting followers is kind of like part of my business, right? Because I do do online coaching and stuff. So I want to get a lot of followers. But so we've done like some testing to be like, so what kind of posts get the most attention, right? So if I post like a selfie of me, like sports bra, working out, I get like tons of likes. If I post a recipe or a picture with me and Nick, it's like... Oh, yeah. If I'm in the picture... Like crickets... But, yeah. like, if it's just me, selfie of me, then I get, like, shit ton of likes. Right. It's but, the same thing with mine, though. Like, all my photography pictures get fucking blown up. But if I'm yeah. in the picture or if... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm the factor here. They no. get zero. So, so do you do pretty body, body positive photos mm-hmm. on Instagram? And you feel comfortable posting those now? Where mm-hmm. maybe 10 years ago, you wouldn't have done that by any means. Yeah, exactly. So now I'll take a picture of my sports bra or bikini or whatever, and I'll post it. Whereas before, I would never. And, and ever, so, so do you ever. like? Do you like the attention? I mean, I do. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I I mean, who wouldn't? Especially yeah. if you've been like a phase in your life where you were kind of like nobody liked you, and you were like, you know, and then you get to the point where like people like you. I mean, it's a little bit. I like it. Well, I. Well, I don't think there's a problem with liking it either. No. But so I used to date a girl who was super into getting likes on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. She would delete the photo, the selfie. It was never with me because she knew. She 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 knew without the tests what she wanted to post. Yeah. And what got the most uh, attention. And so if she didn't get 50 likes within like an hour, she deleted it. Mm. So if you go through and like yeah. you click on them, the based on what she has told me, all her photos would have more than 50 likes, like mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Cause she would just delete it otherwise. Yeah. That's weird. And then like, if you ever go in there and I've done this before with a different girl who was like into photography and she kind of wanted an online following and dude, there is nothing more thirsty in this world than a female on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And there is nobody willing to quench that thirst more so than a guy on Instagram. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And and dude, I don't. I have get hit up on Instagram by you. Dude, my mom, who is fifty six years old, told me when she was in town the other week that she gets random guys hitting her up on Instagram. Yeah. And she goes, I don't know if they know that I'm a fifty six year old woman with three kids, or you know, like yeah, like what 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 are they? What do they think? I like, get hit up all the time, constantly. Yeah. Oh yeah, do you constantly. Ever, do, constantly. Do you ever get those Brennan Shaw dick pics? No. No, I don't. I mean, so okay, when people send you a pic on Instagram and they're not like your friend or whatever, you follow them. You can't see it. Like you have to like click to preview it. And so if I get pics, I don't usually click to preview it. No. Because you know. Yeah. And I get a lot of guys asking me to be their sugar baby. Oh, and I, my God. Like, I'm pretty sure they're still serial killers. Like, if they want me to be their sugar baby and they're offering to pay me, like, I think they're just trying to, like, find my address so they can abduct me. Yeah. They're not trying to Venmo you the money. They're trying to deliver it in person. Yeah. Probably. They're like, yeah, I'm going to deliver it in person, all cash. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Instagram is a weird thing because it's like, you know, as a woman, if you're attractive, you can get a lot of likes and followers and stuff off just being attractive. But if that's not the audience that you're going for, like, that's my biggest dilemma is like, I have to be like authentic to who I am and what I'm trying to do. But I won't get as many likes because my target audience or the people that I want to help are women who are from the age of 20 to 50, you know, Um, but they don't, you know, yeah, Yeah. I mean, whatever. I think that social media has been uh, the biggest culprit in divorces since the creation of alcohol. Um, You think so? Oh, a hundred percent. Well, I think it just because well, you get the opportunity women. to oh. talk to somebody in that fashion, like you, you know, like back in the day, like if you want to talk to a chick, you had to call her house. Yeah. Like oh, now you can fucking sneak oh, into the fucking back Slide door. Like, the DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, but so so I, I guarantee you, it's probably seventy percent men being the the issue for the divorce, and they're just like nonsensically like messaging women and maybe the women they message realize that they're married and then they message that guy's wife or the wife just picks up the phone and like, why are you liking all of Kristen's like, photos on Instagram? And it causes an issue. She gets jealous. She doesn't trust him. Maybe did she, she then finds out because she starts like digging deeper. And I bet you 30% of, of it is women who are just thirsty for attention for whatever reason. They could have a great dude or maybe he's just a D bag. It doesn't matter. They want more and they right. just keep hunting for more right. and it will never be enough. And they'll just go crazy. Right. Like women are, uh, no, I shouldn't say one. People are addicted yeah, to affirmation. On, yeah. yeah. People are addicted to affirmation on, on social media. Yeah. If I can love it. Like, no, I, I'll they check my fucking Instagram more than I need to yeah. on a daily basis. Like yeah. 100% will fucking check that. And I'll also check now that I'm doing this podcast, like my stats, like I'm checking yeah, you're that shit all the time. So, so and it's, with the Instagram though, are you addicted to see what's happening in as real time as possible? Or are you just like dreading opening up Instagram and saying like 56 activity thing? I don't have Instagram. So I'm just assuming it's like Facebook since I own it. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to have to go through 56 things in 10 minutes before I fall asleep in bed. Nah, well, which one is it? I open it up and I'm like, you want, you want to know real time. I want like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we'll just talk about this. Like it's a, it's social media addiction or whatever you want to call it. But like, I want my fucking, I want there to be comments. I want there to be likes. I want there to be like, that's all I'm worried about. When I first open up my Instagram, which you shouldn't worry about. Right, which you should not worry about whatsoever. And I don't like it. I used to worry about followers all the time. But on my podcast thing, like, I don't worry about followers. I just, like, I want people to, like, give me feedback. I guess so I'm more attracted to feedback than I am. I think Nick's probably, and I don't want this to come out bad, but I think Nick is one of the most addicted to social media people I've ever met. Maybe, maybe Instagram. When he's driving down the road, he has to check his Facebook. But how many people do you drive with? His Instagram. Like, how many people do you drive with? What do you mean? Like, if you drive with 100 people in a month 
and he's the worst, then I'll, I'll take that as... Well, I don't drive with yeah. other people in my yeah. But I don't, like, when I'm driving down the road, I don't check my Instagram. Yeah, because you're, you're worried about your safety. Yeah. Yeah, so Nick's just reckless. Right. right. And, I and, guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, let's be honest. I am and reckless. And he likes motocross, and he likes mm-hmm. snowmobiling. And he, he likes things that are a little bit, like, more extreme than normal people. Like, I get bored with the normal yeah. just fucking and, driving and down the road. It. Like, that's bored. Yeah. That's boring. And, and I'm sure part of it is you just want to know because you yeah, just right. admitted that. Right. No, and I, I, I'll never, like, I'll never say that I'm not addicted to social media, but I don't think that, I, like, I'm com- – I don't think I'm the worst well, by I don't any think you're means. You're the worst. But that's I what do. you just said. No, that she knows. That I know. Oh, that you. I don't know, know anyone. God, Nick, you're so checks. defensive. Yeah. I'm. I don't. No, I just said. Like, oh, you are defensive. Huh? I'm a little bit uh, defensive. No. I mean, but I am. I like. I'll. I'll admit it. That I need to. Uh, like. I don't know. It's. It's one of those weird things. But why am I doing a podcast? That's kind of the same thing. Like. Yeah, social media. I want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want to. I, I want people want to, to do all those things. It's finding right. the balance. No, I, I, I think what most people kind of have issues with, and they say the fear of missing out, but it's really like the fear of not being connected because you right. know <coughs> that a bunch of people are connected, and you're not in that sphere. You're like, oh my god, I wonder what Kim K's doing, or you know, whoever Joe Rogan. What's that new right. podcast? What, right. what him and Jordan talking about? I think that's what it is. You just don't want to be missing what's going on at that specific time. And it's so different than people watching the news, right? Right, right. right. It, the only benefit is, well, I guess you can now, is you can watch the news all day long. But like the 5 o'clock news or the pre-CNN news, like you knew you had to watch at a certain time. Otherwise, you were going to miss out. Yeah. And people were always about that. Same with the newspaper. If I didn't have the newspaper – you know, but now that the internet, you're like, dude, I'm in it to win it all day long, dude. Yeah. Right. And that's why TV viewership is down. That is why people no longer yeah. are getting the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So, well, and even the newspaper. So, like being in advertising, um, <laughs> I had talked to one of the the newspaper reps, and he's saying that like only seventy five percent of their subscribers actually read the newspaper. So like twenty five percent of the people that pay for the newspaper and it hits their door every day are not even reading the newspaper. Yeah, that's crazy. Like no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but I remember as a kid. But they'll tell people that they still get the newspaper. Right. Yeah, you know, like or they get, you know, hooked up on a scam outside of fucking they they stand outside the yeah. goddamn grocery stores and they're like, outside oh, Sam's fucking, Club. fucking yeah. God. No, totally. But I think, I think marketing in general is going to go a different direction. I think like everything in general, like obviously is going a different direction, like newspapers, news stations. Like uh, we talked about this, like getting, you know, direct TV or Bresnan or whatever that yeah, thing is. You're just going to go away. Right, you're going to get, you want CNN. Right. And you want ESPN. That's right. It. So like, yeah. you know, I like got Netflix and then I pay, you know, this much for CBS and this much for ESPN and a la carte. Yeah. Right. That's it. That's how it's going to go. Yeah. I said carte blanche. That's not the right word. <laughs> is that, is that what you're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <A la carte. clears throat> Oh, I mean, that's how I would do it. Right. Right. I mean, who wants to spend a hundred bucks on, a bunch of te- TV stations you don't watch yeah. when yeah. like normally like you could just legitimately watch you get Amazon Prime, yeah, which we have, yeah, yeah. you can get Netflix, yeah, right. and if you want to get Hulu, yeah, 
just mm, just to be an right, asshole about it all. Right, right, Dude, right. You're only spending what, like maybe thirty bucks a month. Yeah, right. We get Hulu like on and off. <laughs> yeah, like it's like we'll get it for a couple months and then we're like, yeah, we'll go back. <laughs> but, but, but I know since I like the UFC, like if I wanted to watch the UFC, like now I know. I could get ESPN Plus, and I think yeah. maybe you can watch it all just all on there. But if not, like if they just gave me, hey, you can watch this channel online right. with this username and password right. for five bucks a month, dude, I'd probably, I probably might not even watch it, but I'd still give them five bucks right, a month. Right. And that's what I keep on telling Kristen, like with her new website, like you got to have something right around five bucks a month because people forget about that charge. Oh, they do. And I don't mean to be a dick. Like you, you provide value and you provide a lot of value. Four ninety nine. That's what you need. Four ninety nine. But even if they don't even come to your website, they're still not going to fucking cut off that subscription. Dude, I subscribed to this app where since I was doing online dating, I wanted to make sure like the people were real or like that I could know a little bit about them because I, there's even psychopath women out there. But like, you never know. You get higher psychopath women out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hot take. Oh. oh. But I also wanted to make sure that, it, like, if, <laughs> if someone was like, uh, this is uh, my name, blah, 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 I'd be like, is this a real person? So, and then you can right. investigate. Right. So I, I downloaded an app from Google, and it's like 18 bucks a month, but it's so insignificant to my income, I just haven't canceled it, and right. I haven't used it for probably three or four months now. Right. And that's, that's, and they're just, I mean, what if somebody gave you 100 bucks right now? Right. And you'd be like, oh, I'll take it. I just canceled. I just canceled the Slacker subscription. That was five bucks, or was it four bucks a month? Five bucks a month. Five bucks a month. Four ninety nine. She reminded you of it. Yes. No, I have not listened We've to had it. Three years. Three years. And Verizon kept telling us they couldn't figure out how to cancel it. I finally years. figured out how to cancel it, but it was like. A good three years oh, that yeah. we were paying five we bucks a month. never used it. They never fucking did anything with it. Mm-hmm. So, is that nope. 60 bucks a year? They got $180 for me. I didn't even use their goddamn service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, so that's saying, the business babe, I want to be in. You need a four ninety nine fucking subscription on your website. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I also, <laughs> I don't. Like, my target audience isn't people who are like, I'm going to pay $4.99 a month, and then I'm just not going to use it. Like, that's not what I want to do. Like, I want to help people. Obviously. I'm just saying. So, when what you have to offer is worth value, then you attract the clientele that you deserve and that are going to make you get to a better place. So, when I'm charging more money then it's better for them and it's better for me because they're getting more one-on-one attention and I'm actually getting to help people who are committed. So I would rather charge more money and get paid what I'm worth than charge $4.99 a month and have a bunch of people who fall off the wagon and who are like, Kristen kind of didn't help me. You're, pl- you're playing the long game. You're playing they the long game. Committed. Yeah. Yeah. You want that long game. Yeah. You want the long game. You want people who are serious. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want just Joe Blow who's like, oh, here's another fucking fad workout, fad diet, four ninety nine a month. That's not who I am. <laughs> so do you think fad, fad workouts and diets, like, do you think they work? God, they, they, work, work, they, work, they work for the fucking two weeks you do, yeah. right? For those who want to, like, drop a dress size. Yeah. yeah. And then as soon yeah. as you get back to being halfway normal, then guess what? It all comes right back. Because I feel like it's not that complicated, right? It's, it's one, not. you have to 
make it a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Not not a fad diet exactly. or a workout. It's just the way you are. And so it's got to be your lifestyle. And and two, you just kind of got to do it, right? Yeah. Because because going to the gym works. It doesn't matter yeah. what you do as long as you're not intaking more calories than you're burning. Exactly. Right. Right. But it's mostly just about like balance and realizing that you can still be a halfway normal person. You're just not going to eat McDonald's every yeah. single day for lunch. Yeah. And those freaks you see on like so. Instagram or even walking around town that might just be like totally ripped. First thing, if you're a dude and you're jacked out of your mind, I'm assuming they're you're doing on you, Dude, I'm yeah. just, no, there, there <laughs> just are those freaks. There are those freaks sure, that, that like, I'm just like, I think you probably are clean. And I'm going to give you the benefit of that. Yeah. But dude, if your traps are coming up to your earlobes, you're juice of the gills. Right. And if you're a woman and you're just super cut, I'm just like, okay, you're a freak. Because well, I, I don't think they do steroids. I, Maybe I they do. I don't, I don't know. Like, personally, I don't promote a lot of supplements. Like, I know there's, we like, don't. like, supplements nothing. that women can take and stuff. But, like, even, I mean, I just don't think it's completely necessary. I mean, depending on what you want to do, then there are certain things you can do. But I would never, and I never have, like, sat and promoted supplements. I just haven't. Because I think that there's better ways to do things. But. Eat less and move more. And I mean, I feel like that's really the key, right? It really is. Yeah. And just like eating clean, whole foods. Right. I mean, but there is something to say. If God made it, eat it. If God didn't make it, don't fucking eat it. Yeah. But there is something to say. Like, like I could go to the gym and I could do my own little workout and I might get a sweat going. You know, good for me. And I might break even on my calorie burning and my calorie intake. Right. There's something to say. Like, if you do a P90X and like you actually do it. I'm sure it's legit. Oh yeah. But most people aren't aren't pushing themselves to the limit because no. if they did, they probably wouldn't be in the situation where they're trying to yeah. drop right. ten pant sizes. Right. No, and that's the thing. Like, it's, yeah. it, it's so hard to get your mindset into that. Like, are you gonna be able to put in the work? Are you gonna be able to put in the effort? Because it's not easy until you do it for a certain amount of time. After a certain amount of time, it's easy. But in the beginning, it's hard as fuck. And that's when people fall off. And so people need like a community or a trainer or whatever to keep them accountable. Because once you can get past those like first like three months and you can stay doing it, you're golden. But those first few months are the hardest few months. You know, know what's always kind of funny to me is like I've known people in my life, male and female, that will probably spend, I mean, they eat up at least two times a day. Yeah. And they're spending oh. two hundred bucks a day or two hundred bucks a month mm-hmm. going out to eat and drinks and all that. And then they could get a personal trainer for like half of that or or that price. Because yeah. they have a body issue and they're like, Ah, oh, I need to start losing my beer gut or building my booty or whatever the case yeah. may be. But it's like, wait, you'll spend the money on to get where you're at that makes you unhappy, but you won't spend money to like mm-hmm. get you where you think priorities. that would make you happy. It's just, it's just priorities. Well, right? you have to think about it. It's not even that. It's not even spending $200 a month on a trainer versus $200 a month on going out to the bar and drinking with your friends. It's spending $200 a month on something that's good for you that down the road, you're not going to be paying co-pays, hospital bills, surgeries, shit like that. Like preventative health is the biggest thing. And that's what it is, is it's food and exercise. And so like our medical they they're treating the symptoms they're not treating the underlying cause of it all when most things can be fixed 
fixed by diet and exercise. Well, you know, you know, it's crazy. So you will probably likely, and there's a, an exception to every rule, but you will probably live longer if you exercise and eat right. Yeah. Right. So, oh, so we'll let's say somebody came to you now and said, Chris and Nick and Jeremy, for a hundred dollars a month or twenty five dollars a week, you're going to live an extra seven years, but you're going to have to pay me this for the next 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Like you would do that. Right. Oh, Cause absolutely. seven years yeah, is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by doing that, like there's that, um, the cost benefit of like, you're not eating out, you aren't drinking, mm-hmm. you're exercising. Oh, and then maybe you, I think your mindset and in like, general is is better when you're and when you're getting things done because yeah. you know like if you're getting these workouts accomplished and you're getting the eating down, yeah. I feel like your mind mindset is is super healthy too. Like you're, Everything it's a whole is, thing. Like just thing. you know what I'm saying. You feel like you're accomplished if you work out and eat healthy. Yeah, I mean I feel accomplished otherwise. <laughs> Like I just don't work out or eat right, <laughs> but but I'm just super comfortable with who I am, and that's no, not I, everybody, I, and, and that and that yeah. doesn't need to be everybody. But you're right. you're different than most people. Oh, so yeah. it's like if I were like because like yesterday, you were but saying, you used like, to always be into working out and stuff like that. So but like, yesterday he was telling me that he was like I eat fast food like five days a week or whatever. Oh yeah. Like if I eat fast food five days a week, I would weigh three hundred pounds. Whereas if you eat fast food five days a week, yeah. it doesn't really affect you the same as it would. Affect it doesn't, me. and everybody everybody's their own chemistry set. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't. I don't need to work out. I mean, I'm not yeah. obese. No. And I have a shitty diet. I used to be that when I fucking but I'd eat fucking fast food every like, day. So you're not obese and you eat a shitty diet. So, but you look normal and you feel somewhat normal. But think of like how you would feel if you did eat a healthy diet. And you but see, I don't exercise. care. So when I was in the army and you know we were doing PT every morning, <laughs> yeah. and dude, I was always. If not the fastest or best runner, I was one of the top three, always in every so you're unit. You're just a different composition than most people. And, and, and I am, I am blessed. I can get chunky, but so, but now, like, I just, I don't drink a lot, so it's just that kind of house. But yeah. like, I've just have never had like a body issue, yeah. or body yeah. physique issue. And then I, so I was always thin in the army. In fact, I was probably too thin, and I didn't really like the way. And I see pictures, and I'm like, I don't like the way I looked with like when I was skinny because my face would get sunken in even if I had abs. Like it doesn't make it. I'd rather be better looking in my face than (laughs) than below the neck. And then when I went to college uh, and I lifted six times a day or six times a week and I was just like all into like supplements and stuff. And I I mean, not like jacked out of my mind, but like I definitely put on muscle and I was okay with it. But like I, it did honestly make me feel more confident. Mm -hmm. It didn't. Yeah. Like it made me more well, confident you're, you're that I'd be able to. Personality of most people. Yeah, you are for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah, but but I'm not I'm not shitting on people who just make sure that you know that want to improve their physique or yeah. their health. Yeah, it's just not a priority to me. Right. right. What's your dad though? Like your dad was pretty pretty ripped there for oh, yeah. a long time, and I was never even close to that. I know, but like, yeah. did that ever like? You never really got no. into it, like, 
No, I like, just wasn't interested. Like, like our son's always in our home gym, like lifting. Did you ever go into your parents' home gym? Very rarely. Right. Like a handful right. of times. It just I don't ever remember going to your parents. Like yeah. I was never like, oh, let's go to Jeremy's to go lift. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I was in high school, they were totally all about that. Right. It, it was, was like a parents. legit gym in yeah. your house. Well, but Deegan's different than like Deegan's growing up with me working out since he was like three. Right. So to him, he thinks that like. I it's, see my mom work out every single day. It's something for him. I need to yeah. do the same thing. Just like oh, motocross with Nick. Yeah. Right. It's, right. it's something he can bond because mm-hmm. kids want to bond with their parents. I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. So. Right. And I, I'm the same way. Like my parents and I don't, I don't like, I love my parents to death, but I don't really have too many things in common with like my mom or my dad. I don't either. Like other than this, like, Kind of light. Yeah. Yeah. And drink like my mom. And then, you know, my dad doesn't drink. So I don't really have anything. <laughs> but. But, yeah, I mean, if people want to get healthier and uh, whatever, I, I don't care. I mean, I'm not right. shitting on them. I'm right. just, I don't have that. So I don't, I don't care. Right. I think a lot of dudes do it, though, to get that pussy. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, like, I think like well, when we first got married, I just fucking like didn't give a shit. I was eating Taco Bell like three times a day, blah blah. blah. I got all fat, like. You know what I'm saying. Well, I I, I gained mean, that. I what haven't always been thin in our marriage, right? Or whatever. So, as a matter of fact, my own best friend said to me, "I thought Nick just liked girls with big asses." <laughs> Thanks, love you too. But no, Wait. I mean. It's always been a struggle for me. Not it's not for everyone, but hmm. but basically my goal in life, if you all want to know this, <laughs> is that I just like want to. The reason that I do what I do is I just like want to show girls that it's possible to fucking change your life and make it last because that's exactly what I've done and like I've proven that it's you can do it. It's fucking hard. It's not easy. It's a struggle. But if I can go from being 215 pounds to 140 and keep it for three years, somebody else can do it too. And that's all I'm trying to do is show people that it's possible. I don't even care. Like personal training, personal training is, I love it. But for me, it's more of like helping women on a mental level and just like learning to like love themselves for who they are is the reason why I do what I do. And you should. Yeah. I mean, coming Super from a guy, come, no, coming it's from a guy, there, sorry, there's nothing there. less attractive than a woman who just doesn't love herself. No, for it's, it's, it's like, dude, just own it. Like, yeah. dude, I got my flaws, man. Look, right. yeah, I ain't got no eyebrows. I don't know that, <laughs> like, there's, yeah, that is probably one of the most or least attractive things about a woman. And it's hard Unless they have a vape pen in their mouth, that's probably the no, least. No, cigarettes. Cigarette, cigarette or yeah, one of the yeah. vape pens. Chew? No, I actually think chew in a woman is hot. Like, oh, if, a, oh, if a chick okay. takes a dip, okay. I'm kind of into it. Yeah, I don't know about you, but... Chew each throw, my friend. <laughs> that was back when I chewed, though, so I don't know now. Like, not about that lifestyle. <laughs> Yeah. But um, I mean, um, there's just I mean, women and men, they just need to own it, dude. Because yeah. right. 
I mean, you're never going to appeal to everyone. Okay. So like when you like again online day, you meet someone and maybe they're just like, hey, you know, I had a good time, but you know, I don't see this going further. That's a nice way of saying that like you're just not my type or right. that's not who I was hoping you would be. And you just gotta realize you're not gonna be everybody's type, right, dude? Right. Just be you. Yeah. Like there is a, yeah. a freak and a savage out there for everyone. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Just own it. But, but if you have to own it by working out five times a week, do it. Yeah. I mean, you have to do what makes you feel good. Yeah. Me, personally, I like laying in bed and watching Netflix. Yeah. At 7 o'clock in the evening. Oh, 12 hours a day. That. Yeah, after Mirror She Wrote. Yeah. Like, basically where I'm at is like, dude, life is fucking short. <laughs> you heart attack? <laughs> you do whatever you need to do that's going to make you happy. Yeah, exactly. Like, life's way is. too short. You have, as far as any of us know, you have one life. And no, we do. We only have one life. Yeah. We, we have no idea, them. but I mean, that's just, yeah, exactly. You're not going to fucking know that until you fucking die. We don't die. know. No. But right now, we can say Bill, we you want to get life. into that? We have one life. You want to get into that? No, I don't really want to get into that. <laughs> but we have one life and we want to, you know, like my wife and I's, uh, just outlook on life is being open-minded and doing the things that you want to do, right? Because if I die tomorrow, I don't want to look back. Like, I think about it right now because I'm not where I want. I have some big fucking goals in my life, right? The person that Kristen is today is not the person that I want to die being. So if I died tomorrow, I wouldn't be satisfied with where I'm at. But I have goals to be a better person because I know that, like, I don't want to die with regrets. I don't want to be laying on my deathbed and be like, well, sorry you never did this or this and this because you're too big of a fucking pussy. Like, just own it. Believe in yourself. Do what the fuck you want to do. Who gives a shit what anyone else thinks about you? Be the person that you want to fucking be. It's your one life. Fucking do it. Who gives a fuck? Hoorah. <laughs> so, Your dick just get hard? this is why Nick doesn't let me on the podcast. <laughs> No, no, that's it's no, beautiful. like no, that's, that's one hundred percent true. Like, no, that's one hundred. Don't say that I won't let you on my podcast, <laughs> asshole. But that's one hundred percent true. Yeah. Everything you just said was spot on. Like, if you don't want to work a fucking stupid nine to five job that you have, don't work a fucking stupid nine to five job that you have. Do what you fucking want to do. Like, right now I'm working really hard to get out of my nine to five. I'm super grateful for it. I have a great job, great benefits, great boss, great whatever. That's not how I want to die. I don't want to fucking die sitting in a cubicle at a title insurance company. I just don't. So I'm trying to do the things that I want to do and it's like hard and sometimes I feel embarrassed and sometimes I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm not going to fucking give up. So you talking about on the health side? Yeah. Yeah. It's taken me like it's been a long process for me to get where I am today. Honestly. Just saying. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like and I'm I might be going like a little but bit. But you're slow. doing step by step by step and you're going yeah. the right direction. And they're high five. I was stepping. No, just give her a high five. Don't leave her hanging. So we went bowling earlier today and um Nick was a state champion bowler when he was six. And I and I smoked him, smoked him by two points, two pins. 
And the then I beat yeah. the first game too. Yeah. yeah, yeah Nick, Nixon got me. Nick didn't do well, man. I was I was embarrassed to even call him my friend. Uh, um, his son, on the other hand, is I think a natural. Oh yeah, like yeah. That dead. dude was rolling and, spars. Okay, so like spars, spars, spars. <laughs> yeah, whatever the bowling term was. By the way, he might have beat me in the first game by two pins, but how many did I beat you by the second game? Oh, I don't know. But I beat oh, you the first game. Time. That's all I remember. Did we play a second game? Are you making lies, uh, Nick? Fuck off. Um, so my first game was 100. And my second game was 177. Yeah. Wow, that's a big dip. Yeah. With a house ball. I mean, I beat you one time and you beat me one time. I mean, that's all we got to say. Overall, I beat you. I beat you once. But it's not points, man. Like, you don't win, like, the decade Super Bowl because you're the Patriots and you, you score more how, points than every other team. You don't know how bowling works. No, I do know how bowling works. You throw a ball down a lane, you hurt my forearm because I never <laughs> work out, and you knock pins down, and you get yeah. points for a pin. But like, if, like, let's say if you're bowling as a team, or but if we you're weren't bowling, a team. okay, so you're bowling singles in state, and it's all scratch, okay. or handicapped, or whatever. Okay. So you go overall score. So I had a 277 today, you had like a 12. Uh, No. One hundred two. I had two twenty. Yeah, two twenty. Yeah. No. So, but you didn't have to buy shots, so yeah, that I was did. good. But, I, um, but I'm also, I'm just <clears> telling <throat> you, like we weren't a team, like we weren't playing a team game. So I beat you once, and you beat me once, and then I beat you overall. And I got so, beat. I got beat by a fucking two year old today. Would it make this everything about you? <laughs> Can we beat you? Yeah. Oh no, that little girl was. Oh, she's three. Uh, but yeah, she, she, she was, yeah, she's she, three. She was balling. Wow. She was balling. But she had that little ramp. I know. If I had a fucking ramp and bumpers, I think I mean, could have maybe done better. I mean, she got a, a strike. Yeah, yeah she did things. get a strike. Uh, Man, you were jumping up and I down like box. way more than their That's parents box. was. Yeah. That, or her parents were. You know what was disappointing? Jesus. When I got my strike, you didn't even notice. I did it, but I wasn't looking. I was Nobody eating your son's noticed. candy. Everybody was like checked out, and it was the last throw of the whole fucking thing, <laughs> shebang, whatever. And I get a strike, and nobody sees it. I'm like, boop, boop. Nobody's even looking. <laughs> Sorry, babe. It's okay. It's fine. I mean, I mean I'll you, get over it eventually. I mean, you did good. I mean, I'm not mad at you. Thanks. I feel like the bowling was pretty fun today. Oh, it was super like fun. That was, uh, was that fun. was definitely a so, so a good addition to the it, day. If you don't do it often, um, it's good to go like on someone's birthday. It's just always fun. Like yeah. I did, I did that right. when I lived in Kentucky with one of my friends. But the most memorable is actually because everybody grows up going roller skating, right? Yeah. But then you don't mm-hmm. if you're 18 or older because you're not a weirdo, right? Right. Well, maybe 16 or older. Um, <laughs> and and so we went on her 30th birthday, and dude, it's not like riding a bike. You will forget. <laughs> yeah. You will forget. Yeah. And you will you will eat a bag of dicks. Uh, <laughs> but it was so fun. It was so, dude rollerblade. Actually, that's what. It Oh, dude, I was like a newborn baby deer. <laughs> uh, dude, I was all like bambi legged and just waddling. It was embarrassing. Uh, and do you remember jam skating? Yeah. Because I tried to do that and I couldn't. I don't know what jam. What? Wait, 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 what? Yeah, when you jam skate, it's like it's like you dancing to the song. It's like they'll okay. put on some like real like uh, some beats, like dance around. Yeah. Maybe go backwards, a little forwards, backwards, yeah. forwards. Yeah, you'll do the little X with your legs. Yeah, exactly. Didn't work yeah, out for no, you. No, no, that was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was super fun to roller skate as an adult. Yeah, our roller skating rink is good. Yeah. 
We did, uh, I don't know if you went ice skating. I went ice skating the other day for the first time since I was the like adult. Not, ad- or not the other day. So like she wasn't with you? A couple years ago, I should say. Fuck, I say that all the time. Anyway, a couple years ago for my cousin's daughter's kid's birthday. Ice skating's hard. Ice skating is hard. I remember like just fucking hockey skating away. Like I could fucking stop and spray some ice at you and all that shit and nothing. Yeah. Well, I could never ice skate. Like that just wasn't my thing. I could ski, but like that ice skating thing was a tricky beast. Yeah. It was like magic. Yeah. No. It was. Especially when the ice is like wet and like you I That sounds so dirty. I yeah. know, but like after like the Zamboni went around, like it was super slippery, never mind. So so do you ever worry or think <laughs> about like your podcast as a product? Even though, like, you're not selling it. You're not no. making money on it right now. And you could. You never know. But, like, do you ever look at it as, like, you you just want to put out the best product? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I always want to put out, like, the best stuff. But I don't know what the best stuff is. So what, what do you even? Well, because before we jumped on this, you know, the last three days, like, I was thinking, like, one, you don't want to say the wrong thing, right? Because right. this is your product. Right. Like, this is... It's not under my name. It's not under the life experience of Jeremy. So you don't want to be ridiculous. Right. You just want to be like as authentic as possible. And then, yeah, you just don't want to screw it up. Yeah, that's why he doesn't normally let me come on here. <laughs> I never even. <laughs> no, it's, and that's difficult. Like, uh, I think we've had this conversation a couple times. Like, I re-record my shit over and over again because I feel like I get off subject. And then I don't figure out or can't remember where the fuck I was like going with it. So instead of like just stopping it and figure out where I trailed off, I just delete everything and just go off again. Um, so that's, yeah, you just don't want to say the wrong thing, right? No, yeah. You don't, but you're never going to make any everyone happy. Right. And I'm never going to fucking shy or like shy away from saying something that I feel like my, my views are legit on, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like I'm never going to like not say something to not offend somebody, but at the same time, like those fucking bastards are out there left and right. I'm like, I haven't got the hater email yet, but I'm sure like, at some point, like, like I just, just said that the other, like the trolls. They're obviously going to come, but I mean, it's whatever. So. Well, I feel like we're in this like, what, two hours and 15 minutes. Yep. Probably, uh, Let's wrap this up. Yeah. I, I got things to do. It's uh, so 10.45 at night. Yeah, where are you at this week? What, uh, oh, you don't have any plugs? I'll be in Missoula selling cars to dealerships tomorrow, uh, the 14th of January, 2019. Um, stop by uh, Auto Resource in Billings, Montana to find your new pre-owned vehicle. No, but, uh, yeah, no, this was a fun experience. And, and I think the key... It's just pretend like you're not talking to people right, on the screen. Right. Just got to make that eye contact. Just kind of talking, right? Yeah, right. but you'll you'll probably get your first hate email after this. Oh, absolutely! And, and if you like, don't get it from somebody else, let me know in, in two weeks, and I'll send you one. <laughs> tell you something. I'll bring Jeremy back on, and we'll get real. Um. <laughs> anyway, Kristen, what do you have going on? Anything for the people? 
Yeah, what no, comedy I'm, club are you in this week? I'm not in any comedy clubs this week, but... Strip clubs? We're strip clubs, no. No. But I'm going to have big things coming this week. I'm working on my mobile app, so I'll be able to train people from anywhere, remote training. So I'm excited about How would that. they find that? Well, on the app when the time is ready, oh. I will give out the information. It's oh. not ready yet. But so, so your Instagram again is what? Kristen Kynette? At Kristen Kynette. Okay. And Nick, yours is? Um, Life Experiences with Nick. Is that your Instagram or your yeah. podcast name? It's, it's both. both. Oh, Life yeah. Experiences Well, I have the High Country Living Instagram too, but uh, I'm kind of putting all my shit into this. Putting all my eggs into this basket. Okay. And so. you can find me, Jeremy, on I don't have Instagram. So put at Tinder. His name is, his name is uh, he's, he's on Tinder. Yeah, and you can find me on Tinder and Bumble. Um, I'm the lovable redhead with blue eyes. We're going to get him an Instagram. It's going to happen. No, you won't. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was fun, guys. Appreciate yes, it. Thank right. you for coming. All right. Go ahead and hit that stop thank button. Thank you.